<laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is the Authentic S Fuck Podcast. Hi, Elena. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Sun. I'm a storyteller and storytelling teacher. So today we're going to talk about... So in this podcast, we talk about storytelling and how to turn ideas into stories. Um, so yeah, do you, do you say you have some questions for me? Um, yes, I was thinking about you just before we started, you mentioned that you watch uh, continuously only Jordan Peterson and Jocko Vilenik. So <laughs> this reminded me of, um, I'm thinking because there's so much content out there and mm -hmm. you're definitely going to consume content. But uh, I'm thinking in terms of effectiveness. So what is effective listening and consuming and what is not effective? Um, so maybe we can start with uh, why you continue to watch them. And uh, what do you seek? What do you, what do you seek for when you... Like when what's you the point of consuming content? Kind of. uh, for specifically those two guys, because you said that uh, only those two you listen, continue, you know, on the long I run. I continue, yeah. yeah. I think the reason why is because I. It's the same thing that I always say. It's I feel like those are the only two people where every time I watch a clip from them or something like that, where. Just, everybody says the same thing over and over and over and over. Same old cliche life advice that everybody says, like Gary Vee, Oprah. Oh, they're just saying the same shit, right? Like how many, how many times can we hear, can we hear be yourself? How many times can we hear, you know, like run towards your fear? How many times can we hear that, right? Like it, it's, it's like I already know what they're going to say. But the thing is like with Jocko and um, Jordan Peterson, Mm -hmm. They're always giving <clears throat> specific example. Like, they, they don't just say, you know, like, for example, Jocko, everything he talks about is ego or something like that, right? Like, or... Mm. So do they use then examples yeah. that are anecdotal or examples that are, I don't know, like some science... No, their examples are like from their own life, like things they've seen or, or like, like a lot of times, like my favorite ones from Jordan Peterson are the ones where he said, I had this one patient who was like this and then he became like this or, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. then now I can like connect the dot between the, the thing because like I, it's so important for me, the example is so important because Words by themselves doesn't mean anything without context. Okay, so what did you listen from Jordan Peterson right now? Right before we started. Like right now, he was talking about toxic masculinity and how somebody asked him, like, um, how can I... Somebody asked him, like, how um, you say to clean your room and to start, like, about how can I do... How can I practice that when, you know... The world um, is constantly 
putting down toxic masculinity and or something like that right i mean i i just started listening to it when you <laughs> when you came in so I, I i actually didn't get to hear the answer but okay, okay. um so the thing is how to listen so how to effectively because if everything is said uh we are we want to say already said thing in a different way so we are hearing those things that we want to say so uh so i'm thinking in terms of how to be effective uh because we listen so that we can change something and post that as something mm. that's our idea. Uh, so how to... you, you probably have examples like that every day. Like just in this podcast alone, you've already given so many examples, right? For example, remember that time when you were talking about uh, this girl who, who whose body was like a model, right? Mm -hmm. And how, you know, that, that anecdotal example. Yeah. That's the content. Do you understand what I mean? Because you can say all about how um you, you can talk about the idea of um so what what was what was the lesson of that? It's something like um, giving advice like Maybe like virtue signaling or giving advice to somebody like like empathizing with somebody that mm -hmm. you like speaking for someone else right because we, we then then we started talking about how um like I hate it when somebody's like telling me what I should be offended by or what I shouldn't be offended by because mm -hmm. I'm Asian I'm like you're not Asian don't tell me what to be offended by. That's not that's patronizing, right? So for a skinny person to tell a fat person like what how they should feel, that's patronizing. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like because you yeah. don't actually you have so that's what so maybe we, we, we might say something like, you know, mm, like virtue signaling is patronizing or something like that. But if you say that like that, people don't really know what that means. What does that mean? And what does that look like in real life? But and then you say, for example, when you know when you go to a, when, you know when 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 you're trying on a dress that doesn't fit you and you don't like the way you look, and some skinny perfect model comes to you and says, "It's like, oh, you know, you could, you should wear whatever you want," you know, mm -hmm. like who says that beauty these beauty standards, blah blah blah. Then, or you can say something like, another thing there is like, who sets the beauty standard? like the body positivity movement, who sets yeah. the beauty standard or well, well, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's easy for you. <laughs> it's, it's easy for you to say with the perfect body, <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. like. Uh, and what, what can be the myth there? I, I for me, the myth is that well, I, if you want to ask me, obviously there's a lot going on there, right? In every scenario, there's a lot going on. But what's the lesson that I want to extract there from it and I want to talk about it, right? 
Yeah. And and usually it's going to be something I think for me, I'm going to talk about something that I feel strongly about or I want to talk. There, you know, there are cer- certain things where you feel the need to say, you feel compelled to talk about, and then there are certain topics that you don't really care. So we should probably talk about the things that we're compelled to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And and for me, in that one would be would have to do with virtues. Do you know what virtue signaling means? Yeah. Yeah. Would would have to do virtue signaling. Like the the thing that I feel strongly about right now. I think our lesson there was um like giving advice from a privileged place is patronizing, something like that. Yeah. And well the, and the reason why they do it is because it's virtue signaling. The myth is that think, by saying, yeah. Oh, you should wear whatever you want is the kind yeah. thing to say. <laughs> But the reality is, it's not. You know. Yeah. The thing is, the, it's when kind I think for about... her. It's called the reason why it's virtue signaling is because she says that because that's the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I care about the environment. Those kind of environmentalists. The reason why they say that is because it's the right thing to say. Right. Or when somebody somebody says like, oh, you don't care about these people, you don't care about, you know, innocent lives or whatever. It's because it's the right thing to say. Yeah. And but what if what if actually this person is doesn't have attempt to to show how good they are, but actually they kind of cannot empathize with something. The model, the good looking, yeah. The model yeah. Uh, is having hard time to empathize with something that she doesn't relate to. It's not related to her, so it, it sounds fine, not a big issue because it's not her issue. But if um, if we tackled something that maybe is problematic for her, maybe she's not satisfied with, uh, I don't know, her. Salary, and if we talk about money, then she would feel like she's, I don't know, insecure. Maybe it's, if it's just, you know, lack of capacity to relate to somebody that doesn't have a problem like you have. Yeah, I guess there, there there's probably something about that too. Like, so we should but that's choose. why I don't think you should give a. That's why I don't believe that you should give advice to some. It's it comes down to this. Like everything that I say, not everything, but almost everything I say. There's two types of. I actually wanted to talk about this. There's two types of things that I, you know, I said, what's something that you in the world that bothers you, and talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what what frustrates you and talk about that there and there, i think there's two ways to do this one is um i personally have an experience so for example i'm naturally very passionate person mm-hmm. right so when i'm telling just be passionate just have put passion into it that's actually patronizing because it's i'm doing the what that model is doing yeah because because i haven't experienced what it feels like to not be passionate about something yeah. You know what I mean? 
So it's, I actually shouldn't talk about that because um, that frustration is coming out of being judgmental. Like, why are you like that? I'm not like that. Why are you like that? Right? It's, it's a very judgmental thing. But then there's another type of frustration where um, I made the mistake of giving too many design options to clients and then eventually I fixed it. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I, now I see somebody else doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating, but it's a different, it's a, it's a, it's a frustration that comes out of empathy. Ugh, only if, the, like, it, it, I'm trying to help, actually help this person, not judge them. Do you okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm, okay. So we have option judging and option empathizing. Mm-hmm. And a lot same- of times I feel like when we feel frustrated about a th- something with some, someone's doing, it's either uh, it's frustrating for me because I'm judging them or I'm, it's frustrating because I, c- I can empathize with them and I, I wish they knew th- what I knew, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about... Um, when I think about you and um, how much you emphasize, like putting, uh, you know, working hard, something like that. So you need to work hard. You know, you need to. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you have, but if you want to do something, you will find time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you see that as judgmental or as empathizing with? I, th- I see that as empathizing because I, I used to be the, I'm actually one of the laziest person in the world. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, then it's me. So I pick that up as judgmental, personal. Mm-hmm. So, well, it can come off judgmental sometimes, but it, it depends on how I say it, right? Yeah, if you're in live, uh, probably it would sound judgmental. We established that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just... I don't think so, because cause I'll, I'll say something like this. like um, like I'll, 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 I talked about the example of like... Um, People don't understand what hard work looks like, right? And right there, I think that's that's already... Because I think the reason why people don't work hard is because they don't, they don't have anything to compare it to. What does work hard mean? Like, here's the thing, right? Um, I, I, I actually think the reason why people don't work hard is not because they don't want to work hard. Because they don't know what, that, what it actually means. Meaning... You know, I, I had um, I have a friend, two friends, they're a couple, but I, I know them separately. And one of them had told me one time that they went to watch Lion King and they were confused because in the first half of the show, the, the child version of Simba was played by a black, black actor. And then after the intermission that... In the first... So first half of the show... You know when okay. Simba was uh, young? Yeah. Well, they're lions, right? <laughs> the characters yeah. are lions. <laughs> but the actor who plays Simba, the younger version of Simba, was a black actor. 
And then after the intermission, when, when it's supposed to be the grown-up Simba, the adult version of Simba, was played by a white actor. So okay. he, he was confused. He was like, wait, wait, is, is that supposed to be Simba? Because like, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, a black person turned into a white person. So he didn't realize that it's the same character, just grown up. Okay. So, so it took him a while to, to get that, oh, that's actually Simba. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. he said, oh, it took me so long. Like, for, like, it took me like 15 minutes to even figure, realize that it was the same actor. Right? And then later on, we, we were all together. And, and his wife, the other friend, also said that she, when she went to see it, the same thing happened. And she's like, oh, my God, it took me so long to figure, realize. Like, um, I, I was so confused. It took me so long. And I asked her, how long did it take you? She's like, oh my gosh, it was so long. It took me like 30 seconds. <laughs> right? <laughs> so clearly, they both, they can both say, oh, it took me so long to realize it. Mm -hmm. But to one person, it's 15 minutes and the other person, it's 30 seconds. That's yeah. a huge difference. And this is why words don't mean anything without example. But the reason why I brought this up is because Obviously, these two have a different idea of what long means. <laughs> Just like I think most people who doesn't work hard don't realize what hard work means. That's why. Hard work means different things to different people. So, so what it means for you? I mean, like I, <laughs> when I was working a 9 to 5 job, I'm like, oh my gosh, like my job is so hard and like, oh, working 40 hours a week. I, that's how I feel like. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then once I started a business when I was working like 80 hours a week, it was a different story. Yeah. And, and when somebody says, oh my gosh, I spent, yeah. When one person's idea of like, oh yeah, I'm consistently and I'm, I'm practicing storytelling. And some, if somebody says I'm, I'm spending two hours a week storytelling, like, Somebody at Night Owl Nation might think that, oh, spending two hours a week at Night Owl Nation, even four hours a week at Night Owl Nation is, is a lot, right? Like they're, mm -hmm. they're expecting this result, let's say, and yeah. they're spending two hours a week. But like when I started making content, I was spending like 20 hours a week. <laughs> so yeah. like if you're expecting to get to my level, when I spent 20 hours a week for a year to do that, and you want to get there by spending two hours a week? <laughs> you're just not going to get there. That's a, it's you're you're dreaming, right? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah. So I'm I have like two different uh, now thoughts uh, on my mind. Uh, the one is there is one uh, piano player, uh, mm -hmm. and she she's playing piano. I don't know. I don't know, like, so they ask her, like, how much she practice. practice. And uh, she said that she actually is not practicing that much. Maybe, I mean, for professional uh, piano performance, you, you need to practice a lot. Mm -hmm. So she she's practicing, I don't know, maybe four hours per day. A day? Yes. Yeah, uh, my sister used to practice 10 hours a day. My sister went to Juilliard. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard uh, from uh, other people as well. That you need to practice at least 
eight hours uh, per day if you want to be a professional player. I mean, in case this girl is not lying, uh, but she said that uh, everything is so focused and specific so that that four hours or how long it takes her to practice, it's, I don't know, like a machine practicing. After that, it's done, over. I see so, yeah. so this is one thing. So how to be effective there. Um, and the other thought... Uh, well, let... I don't know. I'll think. Okay. I don't want to cut you off because if you're thinking about it. So. Yeah, I can get it. So here's a good example of... Uh, you we explaining something right like this woman said she can do a eight hours worth of practice in four hours because she's very focused right and it's like mm -hmm. a machine and blah 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 right now when when i when you say that even that means different things to different people yeah. most people don't understand what that means okay so if i want to make yeah. content how can i how I can remember. i bring it down okay i'm sorry I remember what was my thought. Mm -hmm. It's it's about that. How um, there was uh, a person that is Olympic uh, sport, Olympic athlete, okay, for that competition. However, you you name it. Mm -hmm. So and she said, so my life is so simple. I know when I get up, what are three next things that I need to do for that day. So I get up. I eat my breakfast, I go to my training, after that I blah blah blah. So her life, this is why um, this is kind of adding to what it means. It's some it's clear steps what is ahead of you. So I imagine if I have I don't know, I would get up, I would see mm, what will I eat or something like that. So, so yeah, many I see what you mean, yeah. Or you, you, you check your Instagram for a little bit. And and then, <laughs> oh, yeah, you read the news. <laughs> and then yes. you sit, so that, yeah. Yes. When, when somebody says, I will work eight hours a day, they don't really work eight hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> right? they're, they're like kind of, you know, on their Instagram for a little bit, I'll go to Facebook, watch a couple of YouTube videos, and then work for like 20 minutes, and then go to the bathroom, <laughs> go for a walk. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think when somebody says I'm working eight hours, it actually means they're working like two to three hours. <laughs> so, so that's one thing. So that's yeah, one so thing. But I think what that piano mm -hmm. player was talking about is something different. What, but say what you're going to say first. Um, I wanted to say that so we have hard work. We have mm -hmm. these uh, leakages or when yeah. when i'm like leaks. focused work versus um, um just hours you set aside for work doesn't mean you're working all eight hours yes and then from this uh, piano player we have you go get your coffee go to the starbucks have a chat with a friend <laughs> yeah you need to go to starbucks to send an email <laughs> you know that that you don't know that video. No. It is not because in Starbucks you see people that are on their laptops. They're sending something, <laughs> some stuff. So this guy um, created the video like how to send an email. So first, you get up, you take your laptop, you go to Starbucks, <laughs> order coffee, and then 
send. <laughs> Did you see the Family Guy joke where it's like two people? Because everybody at Starbucks who works at Starbucks are some creative, like they're all writers. <laughs> they are writing their screenplay or whatever, right? So two people are writing and, and typing and one guy's like, oh, you know, you have to be in a coffee shop and you have people have to watch you when you write. Otherwise, it's not really writing. <laughs> and then the other person goes like, oh, that's a good one. Let me write that down. And he starts typing. And the other guy goes, okay, I'll watch you. <laughs> There, there's some truth to that, though. You know, I, I actually think that that's one of the reasons why office is like I feel this when office is more productive, mm -hmm. because part of the reason why we, part of our motivation for like working or getting stuff done, is like also being watched, right? Whether it's your boss or like whatever it is, other other workers or whatever it is, and. Yeah, it's like same thing happened in our office. Like once we had more people, people became more productive. <laughs> there is the thing that um, I mean, this it's also because if you're in the office or in library, so you are everybody are there for one reason. So the setting is there prepared for one reason. When you are at home, you're like. Oh, let me do this. Oh, I need to vacuum yeah. clean this or something. But yeah. uh, then you you lose your focus. Uh, you have so many distractors. And on the other hand, I don't know how you feel when you are in front of your computer and then somebody is watching you what you're going to do next. So <laughs> I don't know if you feel comfortable. But in my case, if somebody is like standing there and I need to type something, I'm like, mm, 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 what if I make a mistake or so I'm much more focused uh, than um, or if I don't know, I guess in uh, in uh, open space office. So you have your monitor there, but, you know, from like side view, yeah, people yeah. see if you are on, can see if you're on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then you're censoring yourself and you have more. Yeah. What, what happens is I think when that happens, when you're in an environment like that, you already know that, okay, I can't watch YouTube. I can't go on face. I can't do these things. Yeah. Because people are going to judge me. So you already just throw that out the window. So once you throw all of that out the window, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to sit here and do for the next eight hours? Might as work. <laughs> so then you start working. And then once you start working, you get into it. Yeah. And then once you get into it, it actually becomes fun. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When I was preparing my master thesis in philosophy. That's why it's hard. Uh, even though I was living alone in my apartment. So I had like everything was there for me to, to do it. I couldn't do it. So every day. <laughs> I was That's how I feel at home, <laughs> working at home. Oh, every man. day I would go to the library. And at that time, it was crowded because uh, there it was exam time. So I would wait in front of library for my place. So I would need to go before it's open to wait on, on uh, I don't know, rainy or snowy, uh, snow day. So to come in and to do something that I could do at home. And I was doing that for some few months. Uh, but that was the only day, the only way I could do anything. Yeah, I I think that's why I I'm 
I'm not really a big fan of work from home. You know what I mean? Like anyone who says uh, work from home works better, I I feel like they just don't want to work. That's why. <laughs> but which is understandable. I mean, if I was a nine to five employee, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, work from home. Unless, <laughs> unless if you're Jessica Alba. And then you have completely separate house next to your house that is your office. Maybe, yeah. I, like, you mean the environment is set up like work versus... Yeah, I think that, that definitely plays into it. Like, physically going to an environment where you're supposed to work versus physically going to an environment okay. where you're supposed to rest. That plays into it, too. Yeah. But, you know, the, the practice, the piano practice, that's mm -hmm. actually a different thing. So what she's talking about there is she's talking about, because if somebody, people who practice piano eight hours, they are really practicing. It's not like they're practicing and they just go check Facebook. They don't do it like that. They're yeah. actually practicing. There is like a method of practicing, right? But then there's also what's called deliberate practice. And I, I read this in the book, Deep Work. And deliberate practice, the people who in a shorter amount of time that excel, it's because they deliberate practice. For example, when you play a, when you learn how to play a guitar on a song, a song, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to learn four different chords, or you have to learn a, an entire song. There are parts of that song that's easier. Like you, you got it, and it's like, oh, it's good, right? So if you keep playing the same song over and over and over and over, that's a waste of time because those mm -hmm. parts of the song you already got, you already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or sometimes, like, in when you're an athlete, you're playing sports, right? Or in when you're playing video game or whatever it is, there are parts of that task where it's easy. And what ends up happening is we we tend to want to do the easy stuff because it's it's fun and it's like, ooh, look how good I am, and, and that. But that's a waste of time. The, the people that are deliberate practice. People who deliberate practice, like if, if, for example, if you are really good at shooting layups or like dunking the ball, you're a basketball player. But mm -hmm. if you're really bad at three pointers, shooting it from the far, they'll just practice three pointer. Or if you're playing the song and there's this one hard part, that's the part you hate the most. They'll just keep repeating that part over and over and over and over. The, the hardest part that you don't get, and that's called deliberate practice. So is it, is it, um, I mean, I guess some people are more into doing deliberate practice than others. So is it personal? Well, nobody wants to do it. No, I mean, nobody wants to do it, but yeah. it's what you should do. Most people don't do it. Most people don't do deliberate practice. They just, they, they, they love doing the part that they, the part that they like, and they don't want to avoid the parts that they don't. I, I mean that's why like you know most girls like girls love going to the gym and they love leg days okay actually the, for guys it's the opposite for example most guys hate working out their legs mm -hmm. but they love working out their chest <laughs> okay so what a lot of guys do is they skip leg days a lot of guys skip leg days and they just keep doing their chest you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. 
Yeah, it's in our nature to to want to do things to yeah. avoid things that we don't like. So, so I'm thinking about. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me how you do you avoid deliberate practice or all, all the time. Uh, there are so many things I'm avoiding right now. What do you avoid? For me, the most fun part of doing anything is the coming up with the idea. Okay, for example, <laughs> my favorite part of making content is coming up with the idea. Once I come up with the idea, I know that if I just sit for three hours and keep writing it and writing and writing and writing and writing it, I'll get to the finish line. I'll go from the idea to the final carousel or whatever it is. But that part is boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it takes so long. So what I, and, and, and here's another thing. It's boring. It's long. And I know for a hundred percent fact that I can do it as long as I spend the three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's no excitement if Yeah. If you... The the idea part is different. Mm -hmm. Right? Once you have that because you don't know yet. That's the exciting part. Oh, can I do this? I can this. But then once I know I can do it, I don't want to actually do the execution part anymore. Um, <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there are so many things like that. There are so many things even within Night Owl Nation right now. Okay, I know that. I know that I, I, may, I may note of all the things that I need to ap apply. Like there's more than 20 things. But I know that every single one of them, I need to sit down for hours <laughs> and iron it out. And how can I actually turn this into practical? Like, and that's the part I'm like, oh, just doing the work. But I, I feel like that's, when you look at work, that's really work. Like, I think 20% of it is, like, the part that you don't know if you can do or not that you have to figure out the fun. That's the fun part, right? Mm -hmm. There's a mystery. There's, like, oh, it's, like, problem solving. But then once you figure it out, the last 80% is actually doing the work, right? Like, once you design the house and you, you, you came up with all the cool solutions to your problems, now the rest is you need to actually measure, do the physics, like put in all the walls, the pipes, all that boring stuff still needs to get done, right? Yeah. Like. Okay. So, so do you have like a plan? So you, you have a list of ideas. I know that. Right? I have so okay. many ideas. Like. And I mean, not like ideas, but problems that, um, for me, I feel like uh, the idea for me is kind of like, okay, here's the problem, and here's a vague way I know that the problem can be solved. Now, I, I next actually need to turn that into what what is the exercise that I can give? How do I implement that into Night Owl Nation? Okay. Let me give you an example. Do you have an example? Here's a good one. One thing is I, I know like, there's like a lot of different things that I, I the work I need to do is I need to combine it all so that I can implement it in Night Owl Nation. Mm -hmm. one, one of the things that I know is that right now, one of the problems is that 
um, the assignments that I give are too open-ended. The, the, to make it fun so that people come, they do it. It's like, yeah, I did it. And they have a sense of accomplishment and they come back next week because they want to do it again because they got something out of last week. And then do it, do it again. I need to make the assignments. Like right now, it's like I'm trying to get them from here to here. Mm -hmm. But I need to like make it step by step by step by step, right? So the potential. Yeah. One, one small question. Do you afraid that maybe you, if you make something less uh, serious or less, mm -hmm. I don't know how? how to say it, uh, it will be too easy. Yeah, that's that's one. That it will be too easy for some people. And the second thing is like, oh, at, at this level, it's going to take them forever to get here. That's my mm -hmm. biggest fear. Oh, I think it will be the opposite. Because uh, I don't think it's that long way i think that if you if we get the the foundation then everything else comes easier it's like i don't know like exponential wave growth but this foundation is for example this socratic method that that um, uh, you shared um, on uh, sunday service uh, that was so good and I think that this is this is something that um, I personally need help. I think many people need help because it is it is not like intuitive to try to debunk something and to do it like with your argument. It's just yeah, it is what it is. It's that's not true. So this is not an argument, but we do it. So I think this is one important piece of, of foundation and if we figure that out how to debunk that and how to apply that in something we do everything else will come easier yeah so yeah but the socratic method like right now the way i explained it a lot of people don't get it there are few there are small percentage of people who do get it and they can apply it right away. Mm -hmm. But then the majority of the people still are like, okay, that sounds good, but how do I actually do it? Right. So I need to break that. So I need to take, like, for example, the assignment from this week and then to break it down into pieces. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I'll give you a good example. So one of the things that we do is connecting the dots, right? So I say, tell a story and then try to find another story that's similar to it. Or mm -hmm. hear a story and then find another. Like, that's too broad. Like, step one has to be this. For me to translate this into an actual step-by-step -step thing that people will be like, okay, I got it now. Okay, next step. I got it. Okay, that feels good. I'll come back next week and do it. First step has to be, I need to give them two different stories. For example, one is, hey, this one time... I was like, I never checked my bank account, blah, blah, blah. And then another one about you getting on the scale. I need to give them both of them. And I have to ask them, what is the common theme between these two stories? Like right in one sentence, what is the common lesson in these two 
stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go. Like, that's step one. <laughs> so now once they figure that out, okay, step two is now that you know the common lesson there, now come up with your story or different example. Now, third one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I see. And then once they they do that, you know, like, so it has to be done step by step, I think. Right? Like, right now, I feel like I'm skipping steps. And that's why... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why when I do that exercise, to me, the connecting the dots exercise seems so simple. Like, why can't everyone do it? But when we do it, most people are doing it wrong. Why? It's because I think it's they're missing those steps. Okay. So... Well, even so that you... step, they have to do it multiple times, I think, before they graduate to the next step. Yeah. I mean, this is not this is not easy thing to... Uh, critically think and to connect some connecting the dots or whatever. Right now I'm thinking about Socratic method. So how to say it in your words, what you actually think, if you think. Well, the, for, the, for the Socratic method, I think what it needs to happen is instead of saying, okay, my assignment is like, what do you believe in? And now try to debunk it, right? Instead of that, what needs to happen is I have to actually say something for example um you should always be honest Mm -hmm. agree or disagree and i have to have them okay i agree and then i have to say why okay and then step two is now okay is there any under any context any situation where this is not true answer (laughs) right that's step two would and you then say... I have to do. Okay, okay. And I have to do that a few times with few different statements. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. honest. Like I have to give, maybe come up with two or three different statements, and then have them first debunk the first one, second one, and the third one, right? And then I have to say, and then the next step might be now come up with your own statement that you believe in, right? Mm-hmm. And then give me an argument for that. And then you have to keep practicing that a few times. Okay. So, so you have a lot of ideas and then you want to right now to try to combine them. Yeah. I need to implement them into the program. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. So, yeah, this is the boring part, right? Yeah, because I know that if I just sit down for, like, I lock myself in a hole for, like, two weeks and just work on it, I know I can get there. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you assume that you can do it alone, right? Well, I think I'm at the point where I... I'm, I think I'm at the point where I need to do this alone first. Like, you know, people, here's a lesson. You know, in the 90s, like mid-90s and early 2000s, this concept of open office became popular. Oh, we want to create a collaborative environment where people can collaborate and all of that shit, right? And that's what people think collaboration means, right? That you're always collaborating. Mm-hmm. But... When you're always collaborating, you're not actually getting shit done. 
You know what I mean? You just you're just having it's a never ending podcast. That's basically what it becomes. There is a time when we should have conversations and collaborate and switch ideas and learn and get ideas from it. And then so that's like I think you should spend maybe like one hour on that. And then the next seven hours actually sitting at your desk and working through that idea and making it work. And then you take that and then now you do another one hour collaboration. You talk about that. And then now you got to go back and do like that's how collaboration really works. And I I heard this from Steve Wozniak, who's like the co-founder of Apple. He's the one who like invented Apple One and Apple Two. And he says that that's what happened when in his first job in HP. Like what he loved was they, everybody would go into their cubicle and work on their own projects, right? And then at, at like you know at ten o'clock they'll always bring out coffee and donuts. So now everybody comes out and they just sit there and they start having coffee and donuts. And what do they talk about? They'll be like, oh, what are you working on? Oh, what are you working on? And they start talking about this. Like, oh, did you try? Blah, blah, blah. They have this. Eh? And then all of a sudden, new ideas come out. And then now they, when they go back to their desk, they're working on that. And then new problems come out. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next day, like, you know what I mean? It's a life and business is a constant problem solving. Oh. The pro- like, here's a good example. This was so huh? good example. <laughs> no, no, probably, no, no. <laughs> here's, yeah. a, here's the thing. I think most people, there, some people believe that it's all about collaborating and ideas. Some people think that it's all about just execution. But the truth is, it's a little bit of both. And there's another example. <clears throat> okay, your boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. So I gave him a set of tasks to do. Okay, finish the portfolio and then send out 50 uh, messages a day. Has he done that? Yeah. Uh, he, I think this is in the process. He finished his portfolio and he went to see my friend that was, uh, that had, that was working as a um, marketing researcher to help him find those places. So they kind of stuck there because uh they don't know exactly who to, to okay who to. <laughs> okay you, you've proven my point so what happens is when you're too much in the collaboration process so right mm-hmm. now the thing is i already gave him a set of tasks to do right yeah but then the next question is like okay who should i message who should i do like mm-hmm. they're like and and you want to like find the perfect answer for that so rather than just executing the the rough idea first what they're what he's trying to do what they're trying to do is they're trying to perfect the idea before they execute it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean but there's no point doing that because life is constant problem solving what you have to do is you have to uh come up with the idea first a rough idea that doesn't work it's like it's like a very vague. I don't even know if this will work or not. And then you have to execute. And through execution, you learn. And then it comes new. Like, for example, I said, okay, just put together the portfolio, boom, 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 and then send it out, right? Send, go, go, and, okay, web designer or whatever designer, and just send out, send out 50 every day. After a week, now you've sent out, uh, whatever, 300 messages, right? What have we learned? Oh, son. 
I sent out so far. I sent out three hundred messages, and not a single person replied to me. Okay, mm-hmm. now there's a second problem, right? Okay, so what's going on here? Let's solve that. And then once you do that, now comes another problem. Okay, let's solve that. And it's a co- business is a constant set of problem solving. Execute it. What happened? Okay, let's solve that. And it's a constant thing. Yeah. What most people do is they never start that execution. As soon as they hit that first problem, they're like, "Oh, it doesn't work," and they stop. Mm-hmm. But problems will even as even today. I constantly I'm 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 solving problems, but you will only run into problems when you're out there executing. And and yeah, and the less you actually execute, the less problems you're gonna have. <laughs> The goal okay. is to go out and seek problems. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with Instagram. The like the goal is to seek yeah. problems. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the only way you can find problems is if you go execute your dumb idea. <laughs> then you know where where the where the exact problem is with that idea, and then you solve that, and then you execute it again. So same thing, content, right? Instead of trying to come up with a plan, you start posting and you're like, you start posting every day for like three, 30 days and you're like, oh shit, my views are not going up at all. <laughs> okay, let's let's try to see what's going on, right? And then you, you solve that and then you try again. And then it's like, oh. Yeah. Um, so... I think he was a little bit discouraged because uh, my friend told him like, why would some medic, some hospital like, uh, I mean, reply to you, you are like nobody and why would they mm-hmm. want your services? So, and I think this is part of like. Yeah, it's overanalyzing. It's, um, um, yeah, don't predict problems <laughs> before you face them. <laughs> Because you yeah. really don't know. That's why you kind of have to be a little bit dumb to be successful. Because dumb people don't think about all that shit. <laughs> like those two teenagers that you met, right? Mm-hmm. That were killing it with their social media, right? <laughs> this is crazy. Um, yeah, so the question but is... But I, I don't... See, I, I know exactly where he's coming from, and I'm like that too, so it's not like I'm sitting here judging him. Like, I, I know how hard it is, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, the, so in this case, you need to constantly remind yourself that you need to not think. So this is... I see this, I see that I'm thinking, and I need to stop because... Yeah. Things it's are one wrong. of those things that... You have to be aware of, right? Like when, mm-hmm. when you're getting triggered, right? When, when, uh, you know, like at that point now you have a choice to make. I, yeah. I, I know I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting triggered. I know I'm falling into this step. Okay. I need to stop, take a breath for a while and just like, if I, <laughs> I I'm going to tweet this. If I waited till my post and on my Instagram, if I waited till I was 100% satisfied with my post before I post it, I would have zero posts. 
there's not a single post that I posted that I actually feel 100% satisfied with. Yeah. Yeah, we should learn to live with that. So, so okay. That's why I mean, deadlines are good. That's why, that's why nine to five job is, because think about it, right? I guarantee you, if you uh, went to university and there was no such thing as semester, no such thing as class, <laughs> no such thing as grades, deadlines, if none of those things existed, and you were free for all to learn and explore and as like you would have never graduated. <laughs> exactly. The reason why you graduated and you actually did it is because they forced you into a boundary. And, exactly. You know. I'm definitely that type. Uh, and uh, I see oh, me also... too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see also, for example, in this... Um, quarter uh when you can go how many times you want uh on a small group meeting and i'm motivated like mm, i will go to i don't know how many meetings and <laughs> zero so uh so because i'm it's not so more option is worse for you yes yes but when when I had like one time, this is it, I'm there. And I will prepare for that. So that's I'm... a good point. Because you know, um, there's a lot of running groups here in Austin, and Gigi joined all of them. Mm-hmm. But then every morning, <laughs> you know, when it comes like tomorrow, I'm going to go to this running group. And then she, she wakes up, she doesn't go. Right. But then the other day, uh, on one of the warning groups, like some guy that's in their running group, like mm-hmm. she was like scheduled to go to their running group and some guy from their running group was going to come pick her up so that mm-hmm. they can go. <laughs> and she actually woke up and went, right? <laughs> because now there is no backing out. There's no choice because somebody's coming, like, you know what I mean? You're forced to yeah. do it. So, so you, you need a little, we need a little bit of that, like. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds like because what happens is in our mind I'm like okay but if I don't post today what huge difference it's going to make or if I don't send out these 50 messages what huge difference it's going to make or if I don't go to the running club today what huge like no big deal I'll just go tomorrow but then when somebody's coming to pick you up you're not doing it because today's going to make a big difference you're doing it because somebody's going to pick you up <laughs> Somebody's forcing you to do it. So you do it, even though you, in your mind, you think it's useless. You're forced to do it, so you do it anyway. But you do that long enough, then it compounds, you know? Yeah. Um, Definitely. When I think about many things, it's proven that it needs to have a little push, not, not too much of a push. But just a little bit. So what do you think from this quarter? Mm -hmm. Like, what are some ideas do you have that we should fix for next quarter? I was thinking about that today. And um, my, like, how I would do it is to have, again, open groups. But 
to have uh, the two mandatory needs that you need to, you can skip, I don't know how many, two meetings or three meetings, something like that. Oh, okay. So you can choose, but you need to go at least to one meeting. What Is about it? you mm -hmm. can choose, but there is one main group you belong to. Good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, everybody belongs to a group. Yeah. But you 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 feel free to, you know, join be a guest group. in other people's group. Yeah. You know? But still, that attendance is um, not like mandatory, but to have mm -hmm. you count as mm -hmm. as a group you kind of want to achieve. Um, maximum attendance or you want to you can have a maximum three um three missed sessions uh, otherwise you are out for that quarter from that group yeah yeah that that's one of those things that i, I i'm thinking about too like how can i And I think that you know that in schools, uh, uh, doing attendance grading doesn't work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean by attendance grading? Like, you know, like if you know, if you miss this many, then you're gonna get a B, and if you miss this many, you're gonna get a C. Those, like, those doesn't it 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 doesn't um. It doesn't add to the learning. Okay. Like those people that are going there because they're forced to go there. Mm -hmm. At the end of 11 weeks, whether they go there or not go there, they wouldn't have learned anything <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like if the goal is actually learning, I have to figure out a way for them to want to do it, not being forced to do it. Because as soon as you incentivize something, you grade something, most students, that's why most students are, are not learning anything in school because they did it for the grade. They didn't do it for the learning. Okay. On, on the other hand, whatever we are learning, it's hard. And if it's hard, it's... It's going to be something we... So I, that's why I need to... The first step is I have to make it easier. <laughs> okay. Okay. I bet you if I had an assignment that says like, okay, step one, here's two stories. Find the connection between the two and write in one sentence what's the common lesson. Mm -hmm. Once you've done that, step two, come up with an example story from your own life where you learned that lesson. Now go to a small group and share it. I bet you so many more people will go because they're going to be like, oh, I figured it out. Oh, I got it. Oh, I have a story. Now I want to share it. So, but then as, if I give them like some sort of vague, now, come, like, now try to come up with a story in your life and try to find another story in your life that connects the dots. That's too vague. Then I was like, I don't know if I got it. I, I don't know. I don't have one. And then I don't have one. Okay, I'm not going to go to the small group meeting. I don't want to go there and look stupid. 
You see the difference? <laughs> I see. Mm. There was something really, I don't know, really powerful in last quarter when everybody needed to send their assignment in the group and then um, they they needed to reply their thoughts or to contradict that with or to give their example so it was more structured um i think i think that's what it is i i think the structure still needs to be there yes Right now, it's just to open, do whatever you want, as much as you want, or as little as you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> this quarter, I did the list, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a ghost. So, but I'm letting myself to be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Yelena, the ghost. Uh, so. Yeah, it's probably because there's too many options. It's like. Uh... When there's too many options, like you know, kind of how 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 we say, like you know, when when there's too many options and it's like you don't know what to choose, like people will just mm -hmm. not choose at all. Yeah, imagine if I mean I think I don't think we can we can do that like technically, uh, but if a person can have like one main group and can choose one group alternatively to attend they can change this alternative group but only one and that's it you been there or you haven't been there hmm? like a backup group yeah backup group for the week yeah no i, but, I you know what let's try it the old son would have been like, no, we need to find the perfect solution now and fix it now <laughs> before we even start. <laughs> the new son would be like, well, let's try it, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't think we can do that technically because, you know, how, how can you track that? Yeah, I mean, tracking is going to be hard, but I think it's just a matter of telling them this. Like... Even it can be as simple as like. No, some... I mean, if you tell me that I can attend only one backup group, but nobody knows uh, who I chose. Yeah, if I've been there or not, and which group I chose. No, but that's know? a different thing. Whether you go, the attendance of whether you go or not. So there's, a, I think, two different issues. One is like whether you go or not, right? Like, even if everything is... So the first problem is, like, a little bit of structure. Meaning, right now, people are like, oh, sh I don't know, should I go to this small group or Sunday service? Or, like, if they have limited time, right? They don't. They, mm -hmm. There's so many options. So just by us saying, hey, no matter what, you have to attend Sunday service. Without, if you don't, you know, like, it's, it's a requirement. Mm -hmm. And then no matter what, you have to go to your small group meeting. It's a requirement, right? Everything else, forget it. If you have time, do it. If not, don't do it. But those two things you must do, right? 
then right away, I think there's a clear structure, right? Okay, on this day, this time, I'm going to go here. On this day, this time. Like, that'll already fix a lot of this issue. And then yeah. secondly, am I actually going to go or not? That's a different issue. I think that's that's more have to do with accountability or something like that, right? And but if I if they're only going because they're afraid of getting kicked out or afraid of this, afraid of whatever the incentive is, losing incentive, then that's the only reason why they do it. So but you know, I don't think I don't think that we can make people attending something that they don't want to attend if in this type of community when everything is actually, you know, you you do voluntarily. So I think this... But it push- could be like even incentives, any kind of incentives. What do you mean when you say incentives? No, no, I'm agreeing with you. Like I, none of those incentives are actually going to work. Even if it works, it doesn't work. For example, let's okay. say... If you have perfect attendance, I'm going to give you free coaching. That's an incentive. But then the only reason why they went is because they want to get the free coaching. Yeah. So it's, and what happens is by having that incentive, I'm already devaluing this. I'm telling you that, oh, this thing is not important. That's why I need to give you incentive to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it already devalues the thing, right? Yeah. And, but then if I actually make it so that it's fun, right? It's like I give you a video game and you play it. Oh, it's hard. Uh, I finished it. And that's the reason why you want to go to the next one. Then you're actually going to improve. That's why I know for a fact that like restructuring this program is the most important thing. And re- restructuring those assignments is the most important thing. But Do you think that... You should have, like, one quarter should have all part, like, I don't know, reflecting, connecting the dots, pattern recognizing, everything in the quarter. Uh, Or you should focus more on one thing. What do you think? Personally, I like more when it's one thing. But I know that people usually um, find that maybe too much of a, maybe too too focused and then they lose this, I don't know. Yeah, they might be like, um, yeah, this is too one-sided. I want to learn all this other stuff too, something like that. Because when I, when I go to my uh, singing classes and uh, my teacher she she recognized that i want to focus on one specific things so now she's um, adapting lesson to to that for example how to like higher to higher and lower your voice in the ending of the phrase and this is the class so we are doing but what about all the other students uh I think that majority wants to sing a song, you know. So you're bringing the whole class down. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm. It's one-on-one class, but her other. Oh, st- it's a one-on-one. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, but her other. Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah. So. Is there any creative type of class that you go to that's a group class? Right now, no. One of the things that I'm thinking about doing is separating the practice from the learning. You know how I'm right now, the program is designed so that you learn and you practice. You learn, you practice, you learn, you practice, right? Mm -hmm. I almost want to separate the practice from the learn. Um, when you say learning and practicing, is is it, what do you mean when you say it's like... So, one, for example, like... Connecting the dots is uh, is kind of a tool, right? But then, you know, you still need to take that and you like. I, I actually don't know. It's one of the things that I've been thinking about. Like, I was thinking about kind of like uh, when you have a writer's workshop, right? Where writer what writers get together and they have a writer's workshop where everybody presents yeah. their writing. And they talk about it and things like that. What they're doing is every week they're writing. So imagine like every week everyone's just writing a story. And they're bringing it there. And then they're sharing it. And then, you know, people give feedback or whatever. And then next mm -hmm. week you do it again. But there's, there's, no, there's no specific goal for that week. It's like every week you're just writing a story. Right. And then you're trying to what you're trying to do is you're trying to apply all of these things mm -hmm. into it, into the story. But some people might be able to only apply one thing. Some people might be able to apply many things and some stories are going to be better. Some stories are going to be worse, you know, but. But it's basically. You know, the risk there is the thing that is happening right now when you uh, give an open assignment uh, because um, I think that people need more guidance. So, so I think that if you put everything, this is the risk. But maybe if... Um, so some middle ground might be to focus on two things for the quarter instead of four. So focus only on two. And that will already do... I think that will be guided better, like more, more uh, focused. What if I give them a specific assignment every week? Like this week's topic is about fear. So I want you to write a story about fear. Or... The fear topic, great. Um, but story about fear, like to have some specific, uh, some kind of prompt how to to address that or just tell me a story about fear. I just don't think that this 11 week repeating it over and over is not really working out that well. 
What do you think? What do you mean it's not working? I feel like, I mean, maybe the program is not good enough. Maybe that's why. But there are a lot of people who who goes through one quarter. Okay. And they're like, oh, I don't need to go through another quarter because I already learned this. When they're actually not ready yet, they need to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> they need to do it a few times. So... Like, just look at the these, like, just think about it, right? Like, remember Andy from the beginning, Kia, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. even, like, Nikki, uh, mm -hmm. like, Ray from, like, even all the small group leaders from last quarter, right? Remember Arya? Like, there are people who are, like, really committed for one quarter, but then they stop showing up, right? It's maybe because they feel that I'm, we're just repeating same lessons. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the people that I mentioned, actually, I feel like is the ones that need the most practice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, everybody, need, everybody, me included, we need the most practice. <laughs> so, I think, I don't know what might be the reason. Some, sometimes, I don't know what is the reason. But... Um, I think there is a point that maybe maybe uh, subconsciously a quarter is you finish you feel like you finished something and this is this is the essence. Um, so I don't know. I mean, for leaders, I even they know they I think they know the core, but still they didn't continue some of them. So I don't know what's their reason. Maybe it's personal issue or maybe they think they want to focus on something else because this is taking a lot of energy and I'm not sure how aware you are how much this, this requires energy. Um, so I think that... I mean, you mean for the leaders or the people that are participating? For everybody... For Everyone who wants to to do that properly, uh, and I don't think right now there is much more energy. More than me. spending twenty hours a week. Because remember, I told you for me to become a good content creator, I had to spend twenty hours a week making content for a year to become yeah. a good content creator. So yeah. more but, than that. <laughs> but. <laughs> But, uh -huh. <laughs> but uh, the thing is that people already have some business that are that they want to work on some content to create, or I don't know. Um, uh, they have they have already something that they are posting on their uh, social media accounts, and this is like a side job, not the the first one. Uh, and beside that, they need to attend Sunday service to do the assignment to go to to their group, and uh, it's also the I don't know some some mix in between because when you write, when you need to do something, you need some time. You are concentrated less or more, so it kind of prolongs more, I would say. And in terms of hours. 
I don't know. Depending how, I mean, you have Wednesday workshop, you have um, this podcast, you have um, your group. On I actually the- think that the consum- consumption part is like, like coming to this workshop, coming to Sunday service, going to small group meeting, those things are not nearly as important. As, so I don't care if they don't come to Wednesday workshop or anything. As long as they're putting those hours into actually writing. Yeah. But they're not doing that. Like where where the majority of the hours should go is just sitting and writing. So definitely, I Wouldn't think... Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I agree. I agree. The thing is... Um, Let me ask you, how many hours do you spend a week sitting and writing? Right now? Or like at your peak? At my peak? Well, I don't know. Maybe I should find a way to do it so that they can use that spend to write something for their content. Do you know what I mean? So they so it's not it doesn't feel like they're wasting time. They're, this all of this time is actually going into making content. Mhm. Um I don't know how much how much time I'm thinking now because uh Many times I listen something and then I have my notebook and I write something. It's usually an idea or something that I'm, I think about that. Or if I'm listening to something, I pause it and I think, mm, what I think about it. So it's more of a thing in a day, but uh, it is not focused. It is uh, not something that I kind of finish. It's just out there and in my notes, and I never get back. So it's unproductive in terms of effectiveness. It's because you're spending more time consuming than creating. True. I I think the real learning happens in writing and editing, not learning. Yes. You have no idea how many times I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I should tweet that. And then I op- I'm like, I'm just going to quickly write down. And then I, I open my Twitter and I start writing. It's like, oh, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. And I rewrite it. And then it's like, oh, maybe this. Oh, this is actually this is what I'm really trying to say. And I rewrite it, rewrite it, rewrite it. And I just spend there 30 minutes mm-hmm. trying to write this <laughs> two line <laughs> tweet. But during that 30 minutes, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying that idea and I'm actually learning. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. I get the feeling right now a lot, what a lot of people are doing is they're just sending in their first draft. They're posting their first draft. Yeah. Rather than 
after after that, like whatever that they wrote and they posted, if they just sat there and they rewrote that whole thing again and again and again and again and again, it'll actually they'll actually learn more from that. Mm-hmm. Um. What was the question before? How many hours? How yeah. many hours you spend writing? Yeah, before that, I'm thinking about. Um, oh, like this quarter. What should we? What can we do better this quarter? Next quarter. Yeah. Or, or like separating the practice from the. Yes. Learning. Yes. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, about the fa- the thing that you said about uh, that you should uh, connect um, what we are doing in um, our assignment with business that people are having. And this is what we did the first quarter. So the point was actually to, um, to have a clear goal in, uh, in social media. So what to actually post more or to create uh, posts uh so i guess i guess yeah, so this- it's like it's more like a writer's workshop or like but content creators workshop yeah so the reason why you come and you practice is because so that you can use it for content yeah do you know what i mean yeah and I think in in first quarter it was clear that this is the reason. But after that, I don't know what was the reason why you you separated that because people are there for they're coming to because the, they don't know how to tie that to their business. Like it, I can talk about okay, write a connect the dots, but they don't know how to write make turn that into actual content related to their business. Mm-hmm. I'm that's why like, I'm thinking like every you know, week mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I'm thinking about um, you know when you're in school you have different subjects and in this it looks like we have different subjects and we're trying to squeeze everything in one hour lecture and assignment and actually there are multiple subjects because from writing something to to creating a post and posting it it's you know it's so much things there from what if i said Mm -hmm. um what if i said create everybody create a mailing list and your goal is to send out one email a week (laughs) at least then then whatever you write is what you sent interesting thing imagine this imagine that you like you're in school so you have like subjects that you want to choose so i don't know how to apply them just imagining like in my world how how this yeah that's actually good so that like the certain area that you want to improve on 
Yes. So you choose your subjects, your preferred subjects. And according to that, you have different goal tasks and assignments that you're doing. So you're choosing accordingly to your weak points. For example, my weak point is to actually post something. So this is the weakest point. And to create a newsletter and to be accountable for that newsletter. So to say to somebody, I'm promising that I will send that email. This is my mm -hmm. goal. And somebody to ask me, Yelena, did you send that mail? And I'll be and do that because I don't want to say that I didn't do it. So this is something that I would choose for myself. I guess somebody that wants to start a podcast, it is like how to, what mic to find, what camera to find, uh, how to edit it, uh, which program to use it for people to, I don't know, create some video content for YouTube. I don't know anything about camera, about, uh, I don't know, Premiere Pro, how to edit, how to make subtitle. So, um, so these things, and yeah. I don't know how to see. That's not see. That's an idea. Yeah, that's one of those ideas that mm -hmm. uh, now I need to actually sit and work through how this can be implemented, which is the <laughs> execution part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is so hard and what you actually here would do, you would be a coach to a person to make a meaningful business and to still have their mental stability because they, they're guided, you know, it's not, they're not lost. So this is where actually people really need help. And I think that we are in the community, but part of us is hoping that this will come, this clarity will come, but it's not coming. <laughs> so you don't, you, so what, what do you think uh, you've learned in the last year and a half? So, so what can you do now that you couldn't do a year, year and a half ago? Um, well, I'm using more examples and, um, everything, what I say, I try to simplify even more. Uh, so I don't, um, I don't. So what's stopping you from making content? Because sometimes we have the execution part. So execution part is super, super hard for me because it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure in that, in that area, execution part. But beside that, the, the essence is, I'm not sure what to say when I say it. When we go through it, I mean, the lesson is something that is obvious. So it's like, yeah, it's okay. And then I, the more I read it, the more it sounds stupid to me because it's like, eh, and then I don't post it. So give me so, one example. I mean, we did a few meat sandwiches. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I can find it. I mean, is there an actual one that you actually tried to make? Like, not one of the ones we did, but one that you actually try to make and you're going to, I'm going to post it. And then you decided not to post it. Um, like, do what? you actually go ahead and create the post or do you not even do that? Start that? Because it's like, ah, this idea sucks. Um, I create like lines, like 10 lines and then okay. write each line. And this is where I usually stop. So when I kind of make it. But the thing is, you need to go to the next step, which is actually put that into the carousel. Um. And then you need to actually take the carousel and post it. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and here's the reason why. When you write something with the intention of, I need to post this no matter what, like tomorrow morning, no matter what, I have to post this versus... Uh, this is just a hobby. I'm going to write to see where it goes. Yeah. The outcome is going to be completely different. Yeah. Uh, and there's, for example, this is one idea that I had and I wrote down. Uh, so this is why, why we always think about negative things. Um, and... I had an example that if, for example, I do nine tasks correctly mm -hmm. and with one task I struggle mm -hmm. and I do that for an hour and I cannot do it, three months later, I will not remember these nine tasks that I did well and I will remember only this task that, that I didn't do because, because of the fact that something is not finished and this is mm -hmm. more stuck in my brain. And this is how our brain works because our brain needs to keep us alive. And this is important for survival and it's not important if everything is fine. So, um, so then I, I was thinking about like seesaw and you have like the weight of this 10% is, uh, is heavier than this 90%. So if this is thing, this is not going to resolve itself. You need to notice it and to notice that this is happening for them to slowly put things in balance um, and to do that. What's the lesson? So the lesson I think is that this is norm this is obviously is going to happen it's normal to happen the thing is you, if you want to think less negatively you need to be conscious when you start thinking negatively so to slowly put things in perspective this means to notice that this is only 10% this oh like so negative things you're talking about we shouldn't try to remember the negative things. We shouldn't try to put more weight on the negative things. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will remember more negative things by nature. Like tra of traumatic things. events. Yeah. Uh, everything that is kind of uh, that is evoking some negative emotions, we are going to remember that uh, mm -hmm. more. The thing is, 
if we are prone then because people when they think negatively when they feel something some unpleasant emotion and then they think around that and then they kind of i don't know they they swim in the ocean of negativity because they kind of go one over the other and they don't notice oh, so they're stuck there and they're constantly yes thinking and about the, that thing the thing is yeah the thing is that unpleasant emotions are normal to feel and to think negatively but if you want to think less negatively you need to notice when when this is um happening when things are not in balance and you're more focused in this 10% than in something that is 90% good uh so and then to slowly put things in a good perspective like hey you're alive things are good 90% of things are fine this is 10% so this needs to come con- consciously you know like with intention oh i see what you mean so can you give me an example from your own experience, life something you used to do wrong do it wrong, the wrong way and like how how you would do it now now that you know this lesson mm-hmm. um i mean with tasks we do at school i would focus uh, let me i'm trying to think exact example because i'm sure that i have them um yeah i have uh i'm with some clients, uh, I record uh, our sessions. So I have audio recordings. And sometimes when I need to talk with my supervisor, I listen to the audio. And I mean, the whole- You see all the things you did wrong? (laughs) Yes, so I'm I'm listening and I'm listening from the, the ear of my supervisor. I mean, imaginative supervisor. My supervisor is, you know, gentle and uh, she is really patient. But I am trying to to listen to the sound to, of my voice. Did I say that? Like, uh, were, was I attuned with what my client was saying? Uh, and then, oh, why did I say that? And the more I think about that, when I think that I need to share part of that tape with my supervisor like, oh, no this is terrible like i am terrible um, psychotherapist this is awful so and they're like okay okay fine so one thing that i did was um to to listen again and to try to imagine that this is my colleague that is there it's not me it's my colleague uh, and it was totally like, mm, this is like a fine conversation. Okay, here and there we see something, but you know, overall, this is good. So I needed to do that consciously. Give me one other example, because like in that example, I feel like it's more, it's less about because you. You're basically saying I can list, you can listen to your recording and look for all the things you did wrong or you can listen to that thing and look at all the things that you did right right you can do it both ways 
but I, I just feel like what the reason why you did this is because, um, like you're you you have somebody else's in your voice in your in your ears. Yeah. Like, like what what is this person gonna say, right? Yeah. For, so it's like the per, it's more about the perspective of how you look at it, which I think is a great lesson. But I, I actually think that's the better that's a better carousel for you to create let me write this and the reason why is because it's a real life like i always say the best lessons the best content is going to be the things that you've actually learned in real life do you understand what i mean okay so so what, do what you happens see is i don't see right now The, the content is not really about that that we tend to remember uh, okay if you want to teach a lesson that we tend to remember um, negative emotions more than positive ones mm -hmm. that's not really the advice there's no really lesson there Like, if there is a lesson there, I would flip that, right? And I would flip that and be like, okay, you know, when you're in school, when you take a test, when you hand it in, does a teacher say, okay, this is correct, 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 good, correct? No, they say, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, incorrect. They only mark the things that are incorrect, right? So, we're, but... So what we do is when we have employees, when somebody comes in and asks for their opinion, oh, how did I do here? When we're, when we're managing people, we're, because of this, we're, we're used to pointing out the things that they did wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're a supervisor or if you're a boss, but then what's going to happen is that like, the negative thing is going to impact them more. So if you're a boss, you should try to point out some things that they did well mm -hmm. and then point out the things that didn't do so well or something like that, right? That, like, But other than that, there's really no other lesson there to be learned. The real lesson that you learned is how to shift from here negative to positive. How, how to, like, it sounds like for me... Your, your experience is like you might be looking at your content and see all the things you did wrong. Like you can create, you can write, like I can look at, look back at my content and I can be like, ah, oh, that sucked, that sucked, that sucked, that sucked. <laughs> but I can also look at, all, but I'm not really looking at any of the positive things. I'm only looking at the negative things. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So one way you can change that is by you know, imagine that that wasn't my own post. It was somebody else's post. And I, I'm reviewing it mm -hmm. or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't exactly know. That's why I asked you for another example. What, here's what I see happening, or mm -hmm. this is a sense that I get, which is exactly what I do, actually. 
So I do the same thing. I get like, oh, this is such a cool idea. Let me write it down. Right? <laughs> and then I make the bullet point. It's like, okay. And then after a while, like, yeah, that's kind of kind of boring. Blah, blah, blah. I know that. And at that point, I'm like, I don't even want to spend the next three hours making this. I don't want to spend more time making this because I already know that this is kind of boring. Right. But then if I take the boring thing and lay it out on the carousel and I start writing, rewriting and spend like just wrestle with it for the next two, three hours, I actually reach a different conclusion. And and that lesson might be completely different than originally what I thought. The It might be so far from the original idea. But I've. I, I was able to create something. And it seems like, and here's the thing. Every time I post something, <laughs> okay, here's something that I've never said before. Every time I post something, I'm like, oh, that was such a great post. Like, it's going to make people say, I never thought of that. Like, so good post it, right? I'm like, shit, I'm never going to come up with another idea again. <laughs> okay? But I do. And then I start writing that bullet points. I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. And, and this, that, it's actually one of the reasons why I, did, I stopped posting for a year. Because once I was at that place, mm-hmm. I kept doing that. I, I'll, I'll draft them like, ah, oh, scratch. I'll, it's like, kind of like, you know, when writers write and then, and then throw it away. And then throw mm-hmm. it away. Throw. You keep doing that, right? But then that's the thing. You got to stick, stick with that shitty content. And keep working on it. Keep rewriting and rewriting. Okay, what's your... And then rewriting, rewriting. And if you spend two, three hours doing that, it'll actually turn into something and it might surprise you, right? And then after doing that a hundred times, now, even when that bullet points suck, and I think it's so boring and cliche, I have faith that if I keep writing it, that it'll get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I do. I put in the two, three hours to do it. So you have enough of a good experience in your past that yeah, you, you do it long enough. Yeah, you know, um, that I mean, this is how a lot of people feel about content, and like comedians say that comedians say that once they came up with a thirty minute of jokes or an hour of jokes, and they spent two years creating this show. And they did the one-hour special, right? They said that right after that, they're like, I'm never going to be able to come up with another joke again. I use it all up. <laughs> all my ideas are out there now. I use it all up. No more, right? Yeah. But then somehow they spend the next two years and they get there again. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm exhausted now. <laughs> like that. Uh, everything has been squeezed out of my brain. But then they can come up with it again and again and again. And you do that long enough, the feeling doesn't go away. When I write, when I write that bullet points, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a one-hit wonder. I've, I, I'm all, <laughs> my prime is done. I, you know, like I, I have no more left in me. But then, and I, so I still feel that fear. But then once I actually just, but then I just go through it and I keep rewriting it again. And lo and behold, it happens again. And then boom, again, boom. And you do that long enough, that fear doesn't go away. But you know, like, in the back of your mind that if you keep working on it, it'll go somewhere. So you do it anyway. And then it does. (laughs) And then it proves that it will. And then 
you do it again and again and again. Okay, so in terms of content, so when when okay. there's one more thing I didn't say. Okay, I'll remember what I want. Okay, keep it, keep it. <laughs> hold the thought. So one of the ways that I go from that place where it's like, oh, I have nothing, until <laughs> yeah. it actually turns in those two, three hours of writing and getting to something. Usually there's a moment there where I'm like, uh, I'm forcing this. It's like, I came up with this good idea, cool idea, and I'm like, I want to somehow turn this cool idea into content. Mm -hmm. And I'm so stuck with that cool idea that I'm forcing this to come out. And usually, that usually doesn't work. Then I have to kind of, then I have to, you know, kind of like, I catch myself doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I get into this awareness of like, okay, I'm doing it again. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to come up with this cool idea and trying to prove everybody how cool I am with this cool idea. So I have to catch myself. I'm like, son, be a beginner, be a nobody, and let's go back to the roots, okay? Mm. The idea that you have, that I had, what is it really about? And when did I learn that lesson? And when did I actually experience that? And then who do I know that's at that place that's struggling. So I, I like I ground myself and I have to really go back to that moment of okay. Um I'm trying to come up with an example. Um Yeah, I I guess you know the yeah, I, I can't I can't think of one right now, but like the multi-passionate one, right? So I'm like, oh shit, like uh, Leonardo da Vinci, oh, so cool. Like, like, okay, I think there's something there. And then I have to think about, okay, when did I struggle with this? What is the real lesson here? Yes, that's a cool concept, but what is the real lesson here? And the real lesson is like, I'm like, oh shit, I know how to design, I know how to code, I know how to write, I know how to make photos, I don't know how to make videos, I know how to edit videos, I know how to do all of those things. And I want, I want the whole world to know how how talented I am in all these that I know all of these things, right? I want the whole world to know that oh, I'm passionate about yoga. I'm also passionate about meditation, but storytelling, also photography and traveling, and I, I know about food a lot, and I know all of these passions. And that's like I want the world. I want to show off to the world, you know how, like what do you call it? Like how all the spectrum of how how. Mm -hmm. You know, how diverse I am in my my knowledge. And it's that selfish ego that's going like, I need to be, I need to have multiple niches I, or I need to combine all of this into one. And like that, it's the moment where I take myself to, right? And that's why every time like a client hire me for website. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can do your social media and I can do your video and oh, I can do the sales page better than for you. I can do your sales video like when they don't care, right? And so like I bring myself to that place and then I'm like, okay, I think other, there are a lot of people I know that are in that place right now. Mm -hmm. So now I, I think about, okay, what can I say if they're making this mistake, what can I say to get them here, right? If, I, if I'm making this mistake, 
what can I say to get them there? So it's, so it's what I'm saying about, usually I start the idea and the content is about the idea, which means I'm, I'm focused so much on the idea and the content. And then at somewhere in the process, I have to switch my brain and I say, okay, it's not about the content. It's not about the idea. It's about who it's for. What do they need to hear? And then once you shift that, so that's why I say, stop focusing on the content and start focusing on the audience. Because the content will come out completely differently. And it's counterintuitive. But when you start focusing on the audience, the content actually becomes better. But when you're focused on the content, what you're doing is you're focusing on yourself. Like whenever I'm focusing on an idea, I'm focusing on, oh, look how cool I am. Look how many ideas I have. Look how, you know, I'm such a smart thinker. That's what I'm focused on. And content, when I do that, content always comes out bad. <laughs> but then if I flip that and I say, what do they need to hear? What, what can I say to get them to co- change their mind from here to here? Then automatically mm-hmm. something good comes out. Okay. So the thing is, uh, when I think about carousels, um, should every carousel be meat fruit sandwich? No. Not all my carousels are meat fruit sandwich, but I think when you practice meat fruit, you gotta. I would say you gotta. You know, like I said, you have to. You have to learn the rules before you learn how to break them. Okay, and so, I think myth to send is a good way to learn, practice how to think. Okay. So, but tell me for the sake of uh, my curiosity, what mm-hmm. other type of content carousels can be if it's not Mitchell sandwich? sandwich? Um. Like, why, why don't you look at my feet? Like, most of them are not meat fruit sandwich. Really? Yeah. Like, this one is not meat fruit sandwich. <laughs> but it has, like, a, it has a hint of meat fruit sandwich, right? But it's not in the meat fruit sandwich format. Okay. I... It's not like this mid- one's not meat to sandwich. I thought that I this, this is everything is, is meat to sandwich there. Yeah, this one is meat to sandwich. Um, I mean, even the previous one when you would um, this one, no, 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 the next one. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. There's a little bit of myth to sa- like. I think myth to sandwich is the base of how you're supposed to think, because if yes, that that if, was my question. So everything. So what I see in the last example is you show your technique, so or you sh- you show you how you advise people to write uh, their content. But I don't spell out the myth. The myth is assumed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Okay. 
uh, every I see, but the point is there is a myth there maybe that you should put everything important there for for your clients to read. And the lesson is nobody cares. One sentence is enough. Yeah. So, but I, I don't actually say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, but still, yeah, still this is this is a mitra sandwich because um you know when i see content online that i don't like but i see the point there is a lot of therapists that are explaining for example um if you are feeling uh, under pressure so take a deep breath or uh try to find five things that you can see uh four things that you can touch three things that you can blah 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 or you know they are giving examples or list not examples but list of things um yeah you're feeling like this if you're feeling yeah. like this if you're feeling like this then do this maybe- three things you can do if you're feeling like feeling anxious Yes. One, take a deep breath. <laughs> Two, <laughs> you know. Yes. One thing that I learned in this community is why I don't like this type of content and uh, that I would not like to... If this is the only way to kind of post things, this is boring uh, for me. Mm-hmm. But so I have it's boring for everyone else too. <laughs> yes, you know, but how? Can I mean, think is- about it, right? When when is it that when you post those kind of content? When is it that those posts ever have a lot of likes or a lot of engagement? If Mel I, Robbins if- posts it, if Oprah posts it, yeah, <laughs> it's not because of the content is good. It's because of who posted it, right? Yeah. If some Joe Schmo therapist with 100 followers post that same thing, nobody will give a shit. Okay. So, <laughs> but then I, if some Mel Robbins say the same thing and be like, ooh, so true, 100%, yeah, this is so true. Like, it's just all these people kissing Mel Robbins' ass. That's all that is. <laughs> okay. These people are so superficial, you know? <laughs> okay, do you think the same for a millennial therapist? I mean, I don't really I've only seen her like post once or though the couple of posts that I've seen were good. But I don't know like the whole spectrum of all of her posts. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. You can share your screen and maybe find her first comment i think i've only seen like a couple of her posts that people share with me um uh just to know that i'm seeing okay Yeah, you know, I think her content is good because it it, it is kind of like myth truth. Uh, 
I bet you like her writing is also part of it, how she writes. So what do you see when you when you watch this? Like her I guess her writing is kind of like almost like tweet tweet style, right? Mhm. Mm I mean, I, I guess, you know what? There's probably a lot of it has to do with like the fact that she has 1.6 million followers and she's famous. Mm -hmm. So that like, there's definitely that too, right? Let's let's take a look. Is there one post that are there does she have posts that like clearly outperform others? Well, I don't know, but I can try to see. Doesn't show how many likes, huh? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think is about her content that makes it good? Um, I mean, to me, I, I, it sounds like the same old Jay Shetty bullshit. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like, I have no idea what, like, some inspirational stuff that, okay, that makes you feel good, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know if, I mean, it doesn't hold my attention. There are lists, some, when it's a quote or hard truth, I like her hard truth because it's, it's usually some statement that hits some place well. So she has, this also, but also just because I, just because I don't resonate, just because I don't think it's like anything special doesn't mean other like. So, okay. I'm not most people, right? You have to understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have no idea why people love Jay Shetty, but they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. So, what I wanted actually for you to to look at is <laughs> what type of content. Oh, look at is this one. 115. You know when a friend asks you. But you know what? I that happens to me too. Like, you know, like when I posted this one. Maybe I'm still learning. You see, this one has this one has more views than this, right? Like this one has thousand. This one is two thousand seven hundred twenty-five. So mm -hmm. this one outperformed my my average posts, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know why. <laughs> like I don't think it's that cool, right? It's just 
I, I think it has to do with how it's worded. Yeah. And that's just, I think that's just all writing. You just got to keep writing. I don't, I, I think it has less to do with um, what you say and about how, how it's said. Because sometimes I'll rewrite stuff. And like here, like here I said, people care less about what you say and more about how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. But then here's the thing: when you keep writing, like, but obviously, and that wasn't even my first one. I kept rewriting, rewriting. I got here, right? And then I think somebody said something else, and they reminded me, like, it's not about what you said; it's about what they heard. So that's mm-hmm. a different way of saying the same thing. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean that. If only I knew. <laughs> if only I knew the secret to what people love and what they don't love. I guess. Yeah. What I wanted. What I actually wanted to ask is what. But do you really care? I care to ask this question. Just um, is this? Okay, I'll answer you first. Is this, this is why I wanted you to, to look at millennial therapists. So is this a mid-truth sandwich or it's um, a lesson, like group of lessons or so. Like her content? It doesn't look like most of her content is mid-truth sandwich. It doesn't look, what it looks like. Some, it just sometimes. just looks like an advice. Yeah. Okay, so. So if she says, uh, gentle reminder, as the new year rolls around, don't fall into the trap of feeling like you have to transform or be someone other than who you are. So. Well, is that one of the ones that I saw or is that a different one? How many likes that one has? Uh, 15,000. Oh, so it's not that much. Compared to our other posts. Okay, so this one has thirty-two thousand. Four communication tips. Before speaking, have a clear idea of what you want to communicate. Identify the purpose of conversation. What's the point? What do you want to accomplish? Adjust your intention. Remember, often how you say something is as important as what you say. <laughs> So, no, to me, it's not a myth truth. So. Well, this, I guess it can be. In what way? Like most people think what you say is important, but the truth is how you say is, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't have an example. But the, here's the thing is, I can, I can guarantee you, you take that same exact post, you post it on your account, it's not going to perform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So what does that what does that say? Nothing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So So she has four so why I'm asking this because people you know, overestimate the importance of quality of content and they underestimate the importance of consistency. 
I know that. Don't tell me that now. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you this. So, in this type of post, this is these are four communication tips, so four advices. So I'm on my phone, I'm scrolling, algorithm is giving me some psychotherapy stuff that I'm consuming. So this is my starting point to create some carousel. Uh, my question is, so this thing, this from four communication tips, these are group of advices. Is this, this is a lesson, right? Or how, how would you, how would you name this? Because, um, if I can use something as to trigger some, my example, this is my starting point. I don't know if I'm making sense, but you know, we are creating content from something that we see or think about. So what is this type of content? Say that again. What is like this you, type If you want to turn that into a myth carousel? Yeah, what is, what is this type of content? How can I, for example, turn something, some advice that I see that I agree with into meat truth sandwich or into... Or what is this, that type of content? Are you saying because what she's if you want to do what she's doing, just I, create a Twitter account and just tweet every day. <laughs> That's basically what she's doing is she's tweeting on Instagram. That's what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So which is a starting point of, for, of my content too. almost everything that I say, I tweet it first. Like, right. Yeah. And then, so is tweet like uh, one sentence when one sentence when you say this is just a lesson? You're tweeting a lesson. Yeah, it's just a lesson. Yeah. Okay, and then so... I have to reverse engineer from that, and how do I turn this into a myth? Okay, so she's. These are actually lessons there. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my question, in the first place. So, because I, it's easier, I think. Like often how you say something is not as important as, or is more important than what you say. I think mm -hmm. something like that she said, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, like a lot of people focus on what they should say, right? And like the importance of, you know, all, you know, like explaining in words like people put so much focus on um being very specific what i have to do is like this i'm going to tell you how i would write that into a menstrual sandwich mm -hmm. and then my thought process behind it people put so much focus on including all the information when they communicate but here now i'm going to tell you a story like I, this is not a carousel, but I'm just talking it through, right? Mm -hmm. I remember, like, whenever I try to write something, um, uh, some sort of an instruction or whatever, in in a in a sales page, like, oh, to do to apply, go to this and blah, 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 some sort of instruction or something like that, or any kind of like informational copy. 
the client will always come back and they'll be like, oh, can you also add that this and this and this and this? Uh, can you like basically because they want to be technically correct, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But then what happens is now we made it so long and convoluted that nobody even reads it. So I have to some sometimes I have to like shorten it so that people will actually read it and then get the get only the point and then it's okay if they don't they they miss those things. That's still better than you know like trying to get ev trying to get all the information in there mm-hmm. and only five people read it. <laughs> What's the point of that, yeah. right? And that's. Like that's something that I've I've been kind of struggling with Tabitha. Every time I put some sort of instruction in the in the in the thing, she'll be like, "Oh, can you t- can you add this?" This, this and she makes it long, and I'm like, "Like now nobody's gonna read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are just gonna skip right over it." Do you know what I mean? Like it's actually I'm always trying to find the shortest way to say something to get the point across. What's the one point, and what can how can I get that across? That's much better than me trying to oh, but. But with the exception of this, and if you this, and if you live in this country, do this, and if you like do this, and like okay, like once they get this, then let's deal with that in a separate mm-hmm. copy or something like that, right? That that's how I think, right? Okay. So that's an example of like how you say it is more important than what you say. And here's another example. I saw this movie. Like I know some people like this. They would. Go to return something like oh I bought oh I bought this uh you know I bought this last week uh, there was a salesperson who sold me this and he told me it was gonna do this but I tried to do this and it didn't work and blah 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 and then I want to return it and like and then like now the person asks a question I had to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and like find, like made this huge thing out of like so it took like fifteen minutes to get this done mm-hmm. when it could have been done in like thirty seconds right. And also, like, if, if especially if the person who works there is like Chinese, and not, English is not their first language, now there's miscommunication and blah blah blah, all of that, right? But how you say is so important. And then in this movie, what I saw is like, this guy walked into the store and he's like, "This, no good. Change to this," and that's it. That's all he said, and they understood it, right? Like, it's like, so I would give an example like that. Like a, of a bad example of why, why saying too much is not good, and then say sometimes, you know, what you say is not as important as how you say it. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think those those cool little quotes and stuff like that, which I know people like. When I post a quote, it always performs better than my videos or carousels. I personally think my best content. Are my reels really? Yeah, the most the most important lessons that I'm teaching are all in my reels. But people don't really watch my reels; they don't really like it. My second most important content, I think, are the carousels or the captions. Like the captions are really important, but nobody reads it. My least important content, the one that I think is the shittiest, are the quotes. But the quotes perform the best. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? That's why I, I don't really respect. I don't care. Millennial, whatever therapist, Mel Robbins, all this Jay Shetty, all your with your all your fancy quotes. 
Like, I don't give a shit. Like, none of that impresses me. It, it might impress everyone in the world. It doesn't impress me, right? Yet, and though, I understand that a lot of people like that shit, which is actually part of the problem. And the, the reason why it's part of the problem is because people only love content that they could get they understand and then as soon as it starts getting a little complex like people don't think you know what i mean so yeah. and it makes them feel stupid so they don't care right but i'll tell you this it it depends on what your goal is i guess Yeah, I guess it depends on what your goal is. I think I think those content creators, the type of content creators that are going to be successful and be able to monetize and get a lot of fans and things like that, are they really helping the world? I don't know. I actually think not. I actually think they're making people dumber. Mm -hmm. I think they're making people dumber and lazier. So that's why I asked you before, do you really care? Like whether this kind of content performs well versus this kind of content performs well. Like, do you really care? Because <laughs> I don't. Um, do I care which kind of, which type of content performs better? Mm -hmm. uh, I care to learn how to create it because I think these things are easier to make and uh, that's why it's easier to be accountable and consistent. Um, and I struggle because um, I see some point. I don't know. I have some in front of me, some lessons about you should create habits and practices in your exercise and sleep and your diet and interactions and mindfulness and blah, 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 blah. blah. So, so like content uh, ideas. So this is this is just uh, some something um, about some part of mental health, and I don't know how. I don't. I really don't know how this can be communicated in a way that somebody actually benefits out of that. So because we all know these things, and nothing will be different if i write that down and post that and it will be in, in the last um in the past sunday service i talked about misdirection right i talked about misdirection and then like putting yourself in their shoes mm -hmm. that's what you need to do because if you just say where there's a will there's a like oh you can do anything you put your mind to Right? Yeah. That's not changing anybody's mind. <laughs> right? Everyone already knows that. The problem is they know that, but why are they not doing it? Mm -hmm. If I say you can do anything you, you put your mind to, Yelena, you can put anything you put your mind to. You can get 100,000 followers and you can make uh, this much money. You know that. You heard it. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> right? So now then I got to bring it back to me 
and go back in my past when I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then like, that's actually exactly what I did with the manifest one, right? Oh, like, oh, just, oh, I, I'm smart. I'm successful. Like all that affirmation doesn't work. And then I posted that post about affirmations, right? And then now I had to go back to, like, what is the lesson I learned about positive affirmations and positive thinking, right? This is what I learned. What I learned is that all the things that I I know, that I say, that I don't believe, never comes true, no matter what. doesn't matter how many times I say it. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I start believing, oh, I know I can do this, then I actually do it, right? And I gave the example of the motorcycle. Yeah. Right? And when I give that example of the motorcycle, people get it because they've been there. They've been in that situation where, where, where they've been in that situation where like, oh, I know a lot of people like this. Oh, I'm going to go st- study in America. Oh, or I'm gonna, I want to go travel for this. And then they're like, oh, but it's impossible. I, that's, I'll never do it. I never do it. And then as soon as they see that, oh, their friend did it or something like that, who's in the same situation, it's like, oh, how did you do that? And then they tell you, oh, just do that. And then you start researching it all of a sudden. And, and now you start believing. It's like, oh, maybe I can do this. That's the key, right? As soon as you say, oh, maybe I can do this, then you start putting in the work and you believe and then it happens, right? So what I did was, I turned it into my own, how did I feel? And when did it work for me? And why didn't I believe? And then I take that emotion and I say, where else in life does that also happen? Right? Okay, so when I looked at this uh, at this list, the first thing that popped up there is exercise. So, okay, what do you think that is a common saying about exercise? What do you think people think about? Well, exercise? what's the lesson first? Because within within exercise, exercise is on the top, but there's many lessons about exercise, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, people think that they should exercise. So this is um, regular exercise. That's a myth. What's the lesson? Like, What's the cliche lesson you're thinking? What's the lesson that you want to say, but that's boring and cliche? Boring lesson. Um You should um, take one step at a time, for example, in exercise. You should find your own place. Yeah, okay. That is not that cliche of a lesson. Because I think there are a lot of people who don't, who still don't know that, and and now that you say that, maybe that's the reason why those quotes do well. Because when you exercise, you should take it one, you know, little at a time and work your way up or something like that. Yeah. You and I've heard it many times, and we we think it's cliche. 
but maybe that 20 year old kid who <laughs> for him it's not right yeah I one i have one person on my mind uh she mm. hasn't been um uh exercising for quite some time and she gained some weight so she was like yeah i will um i she wanted to start exercising again and to um uh, to go on this machine for running Tread treadmill yeah. treadmill yeah so she started with walking and then with uh, preparing her food la 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 it was quite good and she felt comfortable for a week and she was like mm, let me she was only walking let me try to run a little bit but her ultimate goal is to run a marathon but she's right now quite far from that and she was like mm, this is good I can run and she wasn't running for I don't know a year or something and she was running for half an hour 40 minutes everything was fine but uh, the next day she was in pain she almost couldn't walk because of her knee was in pain and then she stopped eating while she turned everything down because she kind of um, lost her motivation so so for her this lesson is important like you really need to do it one step at a time yeah. this is too much for okay good 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 it's good I'm, I'm glad that you gave me that context because even within that little thing there's actually many lessons right because <laughs> When somebody says you have to start s small and and mm. things like that, like for me, the thing is, um, that can there's a lesson there about habits, building habits. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it sounds like from what you're telling me, I don't know if it's about habits or not. Maybe it's something else. Like maybe it's it's maybe it's about not overdoing it. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Because one, like for me, uh, one of the lessons that I found helpful is James Clear says, "Don't make your goal to go run for thirty minutes. Your goal should be to just put on your sneakers and walk out the door and walk right back in." Mm -hmm. Because in the morning, because what's going to happen is once you put on your sneakers and you walk outside, <laughs> you're going to be like, I'm already outside. I might as well walk for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then once you walk for 10 minutes, oh, I'm, al I'm, al I'm already in 10 minutes and I might just, you know, run the rest of the day. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen. Right. So that's that's one lesson. But I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's what she needs to hear. No. Yeah, so I, I think for her, it's something else, like, and what do you think that is? Um, for her, I think she need to lower expectations because she's expecting now that she started to change it, to change it much faster than it is possible for her. So to accept that it's not going to be fast or 
It's like that it's not all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that it, this change needs to be more, I don't know, for something to be consistent, it needs to be boring. I think that for something, to do something for the long run, it needs to be a lot of boring routine or a lot of routine that that is boring at, at least before you adapt. Or so something. why do you think she stopped? Because obviously she was in pain. Yeah. But she could have went the next next week, for example, when she's healed. Why didn't she go back? Um, then she started to eat junk food and she just gave up. She like, okay, so it just went, oh, it's like a, it's like where they say when it rains, it pours. Like one, yeah. like once you start, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you have an all in all or nothing mentality, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I skipped the gym anyway. I already didn't go to the gym. I might as well eat this. Yeah. It's like, oh, I ate it already. I ate one already. I might have just, <laughs> and then just start tomorrow. <laughs> and then tomorrow comes, right? like, I already skipped yesterday. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, so that, that type of deal. That, that's how you like yeah i mean you know that's when you look at watch movies like you know that's how be, people become drug addicts <laughs> like they lose their job and then it's like ah i already didn't go outside today so i might as well just stay in and order in again ah i'll just watch tv like i might as, and then you know you stay in there and then because like now you're like you're not seeking pleasure you're, you're constantly seeking pleasure right like it's once you seek that pleasure in your dopamine, like you're chasing that dopamine. Mm-hmm. Now your your pleasure <laughs> now your pleasure sensor is like higher. So you need now more pleasure in order to reach that, reach that. And like the 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 longer you do that, the harder it's gonna be for you to get out and do something. So I mean there's a lot of ways to approach this, but I'm gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. Right, because this is a personal brand. <laughs> when have you? Because you might have a different lesson than me, even though it's the same issue. Mm-hmm. So, when have you gone through this, and how did you get out of it? Mm-hmm. Well, I used to. Um, exercise much more and I remember that I would um, it was maybe almost 10 years ago I was I had in my mind goal to run like nine circles in some area and maybe at nine kilometers and that seventh kilometer i feeling i'm feeling that my foot is hurting but i'm like you know yeah this is it but i'm i have only two more to to go so oh, so go- you okay so you do increment incremental goals like you're only th- thinking about you're not thinking about 10 miles you're only thinking about i just need to hit the next mile and then once you get to the next mile just the next mile something like that yeah I you think break it my... up into smaller goals, smaller milestones. Uh, 
when I think about it, I think my goal was to... I was trying to do a little by little, but uh, the thing is, I was tolerating pain. And mm. um, so this will come... So I would pay the price later on because the next day I couldn't... But let me ask you this. Was there ever a time when when something happened and then that affected these other areas in your life and then it just and then it was like a downward spiral from there okay 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 because that's what we're really dealing with here wouldn't you say with Mm -hmm. her because because of that she's also not eating healthy and then because now she's not having a health thing, so she's getting out of shape. So it's like, ah, oh, I'm out of shape, so I don't want to go outside and I don't want to socialize. And because of that, she gets more depressed. And like that's how people fall into depression. Yeah, I thought that we definitely this this uh, spiral there. But I was thinking also about um, uh, not listening to like obvious clues that. Uh, so if you're going through the pain, if you're doing something and it's it's hurting you, it's obvious in one part of your mind that, you know, this will not vanish after you finish this. This, you will pay the like price. it's not sustainable, yeah. Yes. So the thing is that, that part, of, uh, part of me knows that the price will come, but I'm still doing because of just to finish this one. So, so you think that's what she did yes okay so so is the is the lesson because that's yes there's a lesson there too okay but it's already over like now she's already gone into the second stage of going through a downward Mm -hmm. spiral yeah right so and and i'm i'm assuming she's at that place, you know, that's what it's, it's kind of like what happened to Mel Robbins, right? Like, oh, bankruptcy, and then starts drinking, drinking. So I wake up late and kiss them because, like, oh, might as well. And then the next day, wake up even later, stop going mm-hmm. to the gym, drinking more. And just like, that's how you, you fuck up your life little by little by little. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah. you keep, you keep down that road. The end, the end of that road is you holding a bottle with drugs out on the street, homeless. That's the end of that road, if you keep going down that road. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that the core of what you're, what you're, the lesson, or is the more core, like, up here, like in the beginning stages, where is it more about, you know, like, do you understand what I'm talking about? I think there, there are three. I think that so I see three parts. So this kind of before this spiral, and then what to do next when you are on your when you hit the rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So so damage control is when you are already there so how to pick up your things and yeah, how to get you get yourself out of there yes <laughs> and because because and then if, on the way so you mean before and then on the way there <laughs> and then now you're already there 
Yes. So those are the three stages. Yes, because because when you hit your rock bottom, if you want to like get up and do something, probably if you do something, it will be you will start the first part again to do something marvelous. Go all now. in. Yeah. Yes. Because you know when you're in your when you hit the rock bottom, you think about oh but if i was just doing like i was and then you remember like last year i remember how good i was when i was la 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 and they are remembering the time when they actually put a lot of effort and they go through it and they fight with it and they are now successful successfully like overcome that challenge but actually it's they did the same mistake again but just this time it was successfully like they didn't pay the price mm -hmm. and now this is something they look up to so so actually the the cause is this pattern of uh making of not listening clues that are in front of you and focusing on this uh expectation high expectation in front of you so i think that this will for the long run fix mm, the most things um, but, uh, have you ever been in there? Have you ever been in either one, two or three? Well, oh, you, I, you probably haven't been in three. Yeah, but <laughs> you no, haven't hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, this, if Me you're neither. not satisfied, if you're I mean, rock bottom can be... I think certain, it takes a certain type of personality to hit rock bottom. Wouldn't you say? Like, I think most people recognize on the way there <laughs> that they're going there. <laughs> See that, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think I'm actually one of those personalities that would hit up rock bottom. And I actually, I've, I, I've come very close to hitting rock bottom a few times in my life. So did you did you know that you are going Yeah, so that's why I, I think you and I there's a personality difference between you and I. Mm -hmm. Like the advice you would give is like, yeah, do it little by little by little, like do it sustainable. And I think that advice will work for most people. Mm -hmm. Right. So so and this is why I, I was talking about the personal brand is important. Because that advice actually wouldn't work for me because I'm too smart for my own good. And I also have a very addictive all or nothing mentality mm -hmm. and I can't delay gratification. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's kind of like, obviously nobody, a lot of people, most people can't delay gratification. Most people are like that, but I'm on, I'm more extreme. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example? So for me, what I have to do is, like for example, like the first time I, uh, <laughs> I, I got laid off from my job, like I went down this for like playing video games, smoking weed every day. It's like, ah, oh, I'll just start tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, stop cleaning up the room. And all down, 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 all the way to, like I, I was like, I was broke. I owe so many people money. And just got going down that spiral, right? Until like, 
you know, until I got a new, until like somebody uh, found a job for me and I got a new job. And then mm-hmm. once I start working there now, because I, I have to, I have to go to work. <laughs> so I have to get up, take a shower, <laughs> dress, cl- <laughs> wear clean clothes, do the laundry. Like, you know, like, but then once I did that, it, it quickly came back. And that's the reason why, you know, when, when I, when I went, when I stopped posting for a year on Instagram, I can sense that I can sense me go because I've I've gone down that <laughs> spiral a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. I'm like, oh, I'm scared to go there again. Uh, I can feel myself going there as soon as like I know that my addictive personality. I become aware of my addictive personality um, hurting me as soon as I say. Okay, tomorrow I'm not gonna smoke weed, and then the next day, all I'm thinking about is weed, and then like I end up smoking, and then that happens a few days in a row. I start to become aware. It's like, oh shit, I'm going down that spiral. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm aware is because I've been there before, <laughs> and I know what that bottom looks like, and it's almost like that fear. Is what I so I, I'm I'm I have to fix myself out of fear. Okay, that's one thing. But there's a, there's multiple things to, to hear. Secondly, that so that's before I met Gigi. That's when I was single. Mm-hmm. This is like another important part of I think having a partner. I think it, having a partner is kind of like for me. Um. I want the type of partner that's going to make me a better person. And I want to make her a better person, right? And that's kind of like what Gigi is for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Number one, like, I don't want to let her down. Like, there's been times in Night Out, remember I told you, like, we were basically broke in debt, <laughs> eating canned food in the office. And, I, like, you know, I feel so guilty. We owe her family money. Like, I, I felt so shitty at that time, right? like so shameful and all of that. And I don't ever want to get there again. And I, I feel like I let her down. Like, I feel like I asked you to marry me and this is what I did to you. <laughs> right. And I completely felt like I, you know what I mean? So I never want to. So, so as soon as I start feeling that I'm like, no, I can't do this. I got to do this at least for, if it's not for me, at least for Gigi, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Okay. So there's like a little bit of that accountability too. And then lastly, once you realize, once you're aware of it and you know that this is happening to you, for me, I need to recognize that this is beyond my control. Because if it was within my control, I I say, I'm never going to smoke again tomorrow. I shouldn't smoke, right? But then I pick up that bong and start smoking again. And so I know I have to accept the fact that this is beyond my control. This is stronger that there's something stronger than me that's driving this. And once you realize that, then you need external accountability, right? Mm-hmm. So that first time, it was a job. Like I, I had no money, so I had to go to work. And the, the work forced me to get out of that rut. And that's how I got out of that when I was... I knew at that point... Actually, no, so this comes down to what you said. At that point, because once I started working at the job what happened is in the beginning i was like oh fuck i gotta wake up early and do this 
But I was like, okay, I just got this. I'll, I'll go to work and whatever, right? But then once I got back into it, like literally within a week, I was out of that hole. It, it happens so quickly. Like I think once you fall in that hole, but once you get out of that hole, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how quickly you you pick yourself back up and you feel motivated again. And because you're in in a different headspace. Okay, so you were not going. You were at your place and on monday you started your first day at work yeah so So i don't feel motivated at all i don't want to do anything but just sit home and smoke weed and play video games right like i don't feel motivated to go go to work interact with people and try to like build my career i don't care about my career (laughs) i didn't care about any of that right now but once you start going to work what ends up happening is it's and, and the same thing happened when I started um posting, right? Once you start posting, you like you, you start to feel a little bit motivated. It's just like, okay, I'm, you know, like when you go when you when you first go to the gym, you might be like, oh, I don't want to work out or something like that. And then you start walking and you start getting warmed up and, and you kind of get into it and you and you were like, Oh, this is kind of fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what happened with both back then with going to work. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, now I'm part of society again. Oh, I feel, and then you, you start getting some validation from like colleagues, like, oh, good job, son. And then, you, you know, that gets you more, a little bit motivated. Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then now you're motivated to live life again. <laughs> okay. So, so, there's a lot of lessons there. It looks like that you actually took one step and at a, one step at a time after you hit the rock bottom because you didn't have expectations. Okay, now I'm going to work. I will go to gym and uh, I will prepare my food. So I guess that you were still playing video games when you came when you come home. And you were still maybe smoking weed here and there. So it was, everything was. That's true. That's true. Like in that middle ground. So you were slowly taking steps uh, in front of you. So, so you learned a lesson, I guess. I mean. But you know what she's going through really right now? I don't know if she'll be able to change just because it's not like she probably knows all of this, right? <laughs> she probably knows yeah. that she's doing that. She knows yeah. that she shouldn't stop. and she, You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sometimes we, we are a little bit, um, and this is totally normal, but we are a little bit delusional about how things are going to turn out. So, because we want so badly for something to work, um, for something to be a result. We, we want some result that we, um, we ignore these signs. 
So we need someone to. But right now, I think we're past that. I think with her, I don't necessarily think right now. So she's thinking in her mind, she's like, I either run a marathon or I'm a lazy, couch, overweight couch potato. Yeah. So it's one yeah. or the other. There's no in between. Right? Yes. And then what you're trying to do is like, it's okay, you can, you can get here, right? Or something like that. But my question is, I was more talking about, you're talking about how do you get her from here to here? I was mm -hmm. talking about how to, how to make it so that she, she doesn't go any further down. Because mm -hmm. she's on the way to going even further if this continues. Or, or is that not a worry? Is that you, that you think uh, she's hit her rock bottom, like where she's not going to go any lower? I think, well, it, I guess it can, it can go lower, but I think that in this, uh, in this metaphor, uh, so I think that if she goes like this pace, so it's kind of slow pace for her to hit here, to come here. So our higher, high expectations, every time she does a training or something, this is a weapon to herself because she's comparing herself and how actually she's out of, um, out of strength, uh, out of condition. To got it, got it. I, okay. To do it she yeah because like that, it's so far that she loses hope <laughs> like every time it's like it's yeah. like you, you try to get a six-pack but you're so far you're like a year away from it every time you look in the mirror you're gonna want to give up right like <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so so you you, ha you have to make her fall in love with the process and not the goal yes basically yeah no that's what i okay so i think but I think at the same time, I think your advice will be different than mine because you're a logical person <laughs> who who knows that that's happening and you can delay gratification and you can get yourself to do it. And that's why that's why I think your advice wouldn't work on me because I'm so <laughs> stubborn and I'm going to be like, no, I just care about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, so I'm my own worst. Do you have something like right now or maybe in the past? But if you have right now, it's more uh, updated. Yeah, so example. what I would... Yeah. Uh, example where you have this kind of mentality. So you are here Yeah, here? I'm like that about every little... Everything. Everything in my life is like that. I'm, I'm go like... So for example, like... If I'm gonna exercise... Like going to the gym, right? Or exercising like I cannot go to the gym or exercise like I need to go to a class <laughs> like Baptist yoga mm -hmm. and I'm not going to Baptist yoga because I'm trying to be great yogi or because I want to I'm going there because my friends are there and it's fun when I go there <laughs> do you understand what I mean like I actually love going to the class and I love the community Right. Yeah. But the side effect of that, so so she needs something like that, and I think 
similar with Gigi, right? Gigi would never go, but she she started running. She ended up running the marathon once she joined the running club. Because that, like she has to create some sort of a thing where that activity in itself is fun. Mm-hmm. So even if she wasn't trying to win a marathon, even if she didn't have the goal, she would still do it. And that's how it is for me. Like I, I have to. That's why I can't look at followers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I need to get, I need to get satisfaction from every post that I post. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like once I hit this many followers, I guess it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you thank your followers for how much followers you have? How many followers you have? For on where? I don't. I don't remember on seeing Instagram? that. Yeah. Oh, you mean like milestone posts? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I never do milestone posts. Because my goal, because I'm naturally so focused on the goal. I'm I'm so, I'm such an all or nothing type of person that I have to force myself every day not to do that. And I have to put myself into situations where, like, okay, <laughs> when I try to get a six-pack, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a good example because this this just goes to show you how all or nothing I am. When I try to get a six-pack, like, I would never go to the gym. So what I, what I did was I made a bet <laughs> with a friend that said, because I know my personality, like, I, I have to be right and I have to prove myself. So I made a bet with my friend that I can get a six pack in three months. <laughs> and then I ended up like I literally went to the gym religiously every single day. But that but that's also but you see as soon as the bet was over I stopped. <laughs> yeah. That's, true. that's a good example. Um... Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, I re- for for like for me that's why like I, I need to really I need to ground myself and every day remind myself that it, it, you know, it's like that, that post that I had where, you know, that line and then it goes, and then you have those milestones in life, graduate, get married, whatever. But I really need to remind myself that making today the best day and, and then tomorrow when I wake up, making tomorrow the best day. These every this dull, boring every day, that is 95% of your life. Yeah. So if you really want to live a good life, your boring everyday life has to be good. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that hour you spend eating with your, going, going to, you know, having dinner with your boyfriend, right? That brunch that you have with your friends, right? That even that 30-minute commute you have, the drive, you brushing your teeth, like those little things, that's life. (laughs) That is your life. So if those things are not good, that means your life is not good. And I really need to remember that. Mm -hmm. So... In terms of 
your content and um, what you want to achieve. So do you have some some high expectations that actually you need to remind yourself? Do you have like specific high expectations? For example, to be like uh, this guy, uh, this guy without hair, Chris, Chris, Chris Do. Do. Yeah, I, I want to, you know. Yeah, I have high expectations. But it's not a, <laughs> I, yeah, I have a very <laughs> ambitious goal. <laughs> like a very ambitious, selfish goal. And my ambitious, selfish goal is that like, I want Night Owl Nation to be so good. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, uh, like, so many, so many smart people come out of this program. Critical thinkers who are making great content. And, and, and those people are, are, those people are even higher than Crystal, right? There, there's so many, like, Mm-hmm. Such famous therapists, designers, you know, yoga teachers in all areas, like the most uh, wise people are coming out of this that everybody in the world recognizes that. Like, yeah, like my goal is very, very, very ambitious. Like I want people to be like, Night Owl Nation changed the world because we used to live in a world where everybody was becoming dumber and dumber and brainwashed, not critical thinking, and just just brainwashed by whatever their parents tell them, the government tells them, the teachers tell them. We just live like that. And then actually, you know, once people started joining Night Owl Nation, that started to change. And the and so so the first, like, you start to see this uber successful people who are super super clear thinkers start to come out of Night Owl Nation. And then they're going to go out and be like, huh, like, how did you do that? And they're like, oh, it's because of Night Owl Nation. And then more people join. And then more people, and then you change to a point where it's like, do you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, so that's a huge, it's way bigger than Chris Doe. It's way bigger than even Tony Robbins or Gary Vee. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like it's I want to have an I want Night Owl Nation to I mean this is why I can't think about it. <laughs> like I want Night Owl Nation to have as much of an impact on this world as the Catholic Church did. Had. Ah. Really? Yeah, but the Catholic well, Church I feel like had some positive I guess, no, I won't say anything. I mean, I think Catholic Church had some positive impact on, like, for example, the the calendar we use right now <laughs> wouldn't exist without, <laughs> you know, the Catholic, like, it's, 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 we, we, <laughs> our, our, our calendar and our time is based on when Jesus was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much impact the Catholic Church. Like languages around the world evolved because of the Bible. Like, do you know that languages evolved and and the, usually when when you wanna 
translate from English to whatever, Serbian mm-hmm. or whatever, I guarantee you the first translator was the Bible. The first translation was the Bible. Do you understand what I mean? And through that translation, linguists have to compare the words. Like, oh, this word means this, or no, it means this. And this, like, do you understand what I mean? And this is how language, like, without the Bible, without the Catholic Church, we would be living in a completely different world right now. Like, most people don't understand how much impact the, (laughs) like, people just look at Bible and be like, yeah, this Bible is bad and it's evil and it's, like, it's stupid and it's not unscientific. But they have no idea how much cultural impact the Bible had in the world. How much, I mean, most of most countries' laws are based on the Ten Commandments. (laughs) Okay. I mean, makes sense. Okay. So you have this high goal and you remind yourself to think about next quarter. This is yeah. your... I got to take it one day at a time. Mm. And I really have to love the process of, okay, yes, that's where I'm going. In order to go, get there, I know that right now the only solve, problem I need to solve is how can I get people to want to come back every week and practice uh, critical thinking? Because what I'm really teaching, what I really want people to practice is not storytelling, it's critical thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not lying when I say I want to, you know, like, I want to change education. (laughs) Like, I really do. Mm. Okay. So in terms of critical thinking, do you think that maybe we would benefit from some course in critical thinking? I think the best way to learn critical thinking is to join a debate class. That exists? I mean, like, I actually don't know. Let me Google. <laughs> I mean, I guess there is. I mean, in, there's debate, obviously, there's debate classes in universities, right? Like debate clubs. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Like, don't you think that in order for you to think, you have to have, you know, arguments? Yes. <laughs> I mean... That's how I... Yeah. I know that I need to have arguments to debate anything but in practice um what is happening is um, repetition of things so i don't think uh, like i'm not talking about the debates you see on the internet where you know ben shapiro owns this like that's not the kind of deb- debate i'm talking yeah, about but i think that people people don't don't find usually my experience is that people don't find comfortable to debate um with one good friend i don't know what was the topic about but sometimes they immediately shut down um 
yeah so, sometimes we share <laughs> another some something uh online that we we say it like mm, what stinks here so somebody posts something so uh and to another like tell me what stinks here in this what's what stinks stinks, like stinks? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay metaphorically okay yeah <laughs> so so for example an influencer is presenting something and you kind of sense you don't believe that person but you don't know why exactly so or mm -hmm. what is there or maybe if if everything is fine but you're triggered with your own um, mm -hmm. stuff so what we do i share this to her and say tell me what stinks here if it's mm -hmm. if something stinks and then she say well mm, i don't like this and that and then we go into conversation more or she says everything is fine like what what is triggering there for you and then i say and then she said maybe mm, maybe you have a problem with that and then we discuss about maybe yes it i was it was personal so um so but few times when actually i when we agree we then like compliment each other and everything is fine but when we disagree i'm like tell me tell me where you disagree and she says like yeah but this is because of that and that and that and then we kind of go into two sentences of like disagreement and she's like like is everything okay like what's happening i mean i don't i don't like this this vibe oh, but okay. prove me your point prove me your point tell me like what but do, do you, you have think? other do you have other friends that are not like that mm. i mean that's like a personality thing no like some people are more agreeable and some people are more disagreeable like i'm not like that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the opposite of that. I was the, what I was. Uh, I was answering her in a way that I talk to you, because you are just the the conversation is going on, so nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Everything is fine. So we are just disagreeing about something. Or mm -hmm. um, so usually in my environment, people are not interested in going into these details. Um. Yeah, I mean th that's exactly how it goes with Gigi. I can never have a debate with Gigi. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to, whatever, no matter what I say, she'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay, good." Like, oh, yeah, I th I think you're right. No matter what, she agrees with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are just just don't don't care that much about these stuff, uh, because they think it's waste of time. Um, yeah, they because it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't affect their life. If it doesn't affect their life, they don't feel the need to discuss it. Like, yeah. Oh, can you like? Oh, can you believe? Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I would be like that too. If somebody's like, "Oh, did you see so and so's dress?" and then it's like so ugly, and one person's like, "What do you mean it's so beautiful?" And then let's say they have a debate about it. Like, I couldn't care less, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you have those that are not interested, those that mm -hmm. feel threatened by this kind of communication. And uh, I see those people that are, they want to talk, 
But when they talk, they go into so many unnecessary details and they're quoting uh, different people. And after you're listening to them... It's not their own idea. Like they're... Yeah, and it's it's com- they're they're complicating things more. So, in a way that I don't know what they're talking about. I do that sometimes. So, yeah. But you you come you go back on track, or even if you do that, maybe you you lost your your thought process. But it doesn't seem like you're proving your point you're just you feel like you're lost and this is present in communication or them it's like you know they are vibing their monologue and this is there in their world yeah. something so maybe we need to learn how the proper way to debate yes because i think the proper way to debate is to first understand the other person's argument and yeah. then under and then first find common ground where we where we do agree and then what are the things that we don't agree and then what's at the core of that or you know something because it's like uh it depends on like i was watching one person um and this is yeah this is this is really good thing because we are not taught i don't know if you took some classes uh for for critical no. thinking or maybe you were interested in that um Maybe there is something there to to learn because you know some people you know put some time there to to learn other people how to think critically. Um, there is one guy; he's debunking this uh, woke movement. Uh, what movement? Matt Walsh. Do you know who's Matt Walsh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what movement? Uh, woke. I think it's woke. Oh, woke. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, so I like to li- listen to him because to listen to him because um, he's he's listening to other people's people idea, and then he's addressing what they are speaking. So he's using their arguments to attack them. Um, oh yeah. So that, then he's just finding the flaw in their argument, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I guess. Well, that but that's good. That's good. I guess there are different types of, um, you know, attacking the someone's argument. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that whatever you use, you need to be really because he's really precise. If. Um, a person says, um, you know, there is no gender. Okay. So then he says, okay, how um, do we have gender in animals? So. Yeah. So he's, um, he's comparing it. Um, so he's connecting the dots. Okay. If this is true here, what about in these other cases? You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and and he's he's exposing the hypocrisy, exactly. of inconsistency, like or the double standard, right? Like if they exactly. say, okay, we we should have gender equality across, you know, there should be fifty percent 
uh, women in the gov in the government. There should be fifty percent women in CEOs. There should be fifty percent engineers versus fifty percent male engineers versus fifty percent. Like it should be fifty fifty, right? Then yeah. they're gonna be like. Do you think that we should have fifty fifty in the military? Do you think we should have fifty fifty in the and as a bricklayers or construction? Yeah. Yeah. Then they're gonna yeah. be like, no, right? So that's a double standard. Like you're you're exposing the flaw in the argument. And but that's why it's important to have debate because that person at that might be like all embarrassed, <laughs> like the person mm. who just got owned <laughs> by Matt Walsh <laughs> might be like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I just got owned. But then now, because they got embarrassed, they're gonna go home and do some homework, and actually try to strengthen their argument, and then research more and look into it. Because mm -hmm. what happens is that's what happens when you try to make an argument or have an opinion without knowing something really in detail. Mm -hmm. Then at some point, yeah, you might go around like thinking, acting like you're all smart and shit like that. Until you come across somebody like Jordan Peterson, <laughs> and then you're gonna get smashed, and that's the moment when you're actually gonna study. That's the moment when you're actually gonna think, and that happened to me actually a lot. Well, I, I was like one of those college ki woke college kids in in nineteen. Like I used to wear those like messenger bags with all the, you know, all those little pins. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like you know, like. With the hippies, like peace sign and the patches, and then like Che Guevara, like all socialists and all of that, like, like I, I was like that, you know, because I was ignorant, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I was very idealistic, and then few, like, and then I got wrecked once, but uh, you know, having a debate with somebody, and I was like, holy shit, and then I started going on Google and researching. It's like, oh, am I wrong? And it's like, oh shit, I was actually wrong about that, right? And then next time I get wrecked again and wrecked again and wrecked again. Like once you that happens to you multiple times, then you you be careful before you speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you actually do think about it more and 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 I, I feel like it, it makes you better thinker, critical thinker. And also I also had a lot of experience in this because I work with a lot of programmers. And I feel uh, programmers are naturally good at critical thinking because in pro computer programming, there's no maybe. Everything is ones and zeros. <laughs> Everything can be explained, right? So what yeah. ends up happening is kind of like a con even in a contract, nothing is set, right? So in programming, if I set a variable that says this is, um, let's say I, I set a variable called username. Right. Mm -hmm. Then every time I say username, I'm referring to a specific thing. That that word cannot mean something else. <laughs> every time it has to mean this. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas in yeah. pe when when people make arguments and stuff like that, the reason why I, I gave this example before, right? In English, we say, "Go to the store and get me two dozen eggs," and then if they have milk, get me three. Like, what do you think that means? What do you mean what it means? Like, okay. Then, okay, what would you come with? Let's say you're at the store now and you're getting the stuff. What would you come back with? What would you buy? So if you, if you have, if they have, can you say one more time? 
Go to the store, get two dozen eggs, and if they have milk, get three. And let's imagine that they have milk. Let's assume that they have milk. Okay. I will get three bottles of milk with And get eggs. two dozen eggs. Yeah. But it could also mean get two dozen eggs, and then if they have yeah. milk, get three dozen eggs. <laughs> like, dozen eggs. You know what yeah. I mean? But you see, that's yeah. the problem with the with words is that it's not as specific and it's not there, there's a lot of room for interpretation yeah. whereas in, in the programming if you said that to a computer <laughs> the computer is going to come back and ask it was like did you mean this or did you, you know what i mean it's it has to be much yeah. much more yeah. specific and computer programmers are used to that they're used to things because if it's not specific they, they can't work <laughs> yeah so i know therefore <laughs> I've had so many debates with my programmers where I'm like, oh, I should, you know, we should probably go with this route and, you know, use this structure. And they'll be like, and then there's multiple reasons of what, how they can go wrong. So they thought about it all. And, and programming is like that too, right? Like if I tell you, okay, make a login log, like most stakeholders, our clients will come and be like, oh, we just want, we just need a, uh, uh, this functionality and we need a login page. Uh, we need, we want users to be able to log in and do that, right? Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is that in order to make that login page, I need to know, okay, what is the minimum, minimum character of, do you want to first have username or do you want to use email as the login? <laughs> Number one. And if it's username, like, you know, do like Instagram, then do you want it to be unique? So that, mm -hmm. you know, nobody else can have the username. If it's like, um, and the password, do you want it to be how many characters? And what are the requirements? How many, like, can we have symbols or no symbols? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then uh, once, once they log in, if they forget their password, do you want us to, and then they go to reset password? Do you want them to just put their email and we send them a link where they can reset their password? Or do you want them us to actually send them the password? Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. there's so many op like options. There's so many decisions that actually need to be made in order to make this one functionality work. And that's how programming works. So programmers by nature are very critical thinkers. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I used to yeah. get into so many debates with programmers and that actually like, you know, just mm -hmm. having this conversation at office with them made me question everything. And that's why how coming to, back to it. Yeah. Yeah. How to apply that here? This is this is uh, an open question. Um, yeah. So the more we talk about critical thinking, I'm thinking about some courses or something or some something that can at least put some. I that's mean, why I said debate club. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think if there was a debate club, like yeah, but you even would learn debate that? club, you need to navigate that. And I guess somebody can say, "Okay, let's debate it by finding flaw in other person argument." This is one way to debate that. 
the other might be uh, compare, connect the dots and compare with something else. And then you use something else. So I guess there are some, you know, some things about critical thinking. Yeah, I think we, I think we need to figure that out, and we need to add it into that audition. <laughs> okay. Maybe it, well, like one exercise could be like, okay, um, what if nuclear weapon is good for the world? Or bad for the world, um, or mm -hmm. nuclear weapons. What are the pros and what are the cons? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To have some list of these kind of, or euthanasia, euthanasia. How you call it? Yeah, euthanasia. Yeah, and we can have some business ones. Like, should you post? Should you just post? every day quickly or mm -hmm. should you spend like hours making a good video like mr beast does and then mm -hmm. post like once a month what what are the pros and cons okay yeah so i forgot what i wanted to say something about learning critical yes. thinking Yes, yes, yes. What if we ask somebody in uh, in our community, maybe they've been on some critical thinking course and they can... Or like debate club, yeah. Yeah, and they can share it in some Wednesday workshop or something like that. Yeah. Let's do that. That's good. <laughs> 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 yeah okay I think we can wrap it up yeah. for now yeah it's been more than three hours yeah now <laughs> but I, I, mm -hmm. do you feel like the conversation the kind of conversations that we have mm -hmm. is not common would you agree yes yeah and I think that's what happens when when those interns from Europe come to a, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. my agency. And every Friday we sit down and we're having lunch and we're having these discussions. Or like even in the office, you know, when we have this kind of discussion for six months mm -hmm. and they go back, they're like a completely different person. Yeah. And, and I want to scale that <laughs> in that audition. I see. Yeah, this is this is definitely your your quality, uh, and I see. I am. I remember the feeling of that I couldn't follow the track of your thoughts when I was, if I read your carousel and I want to see like what's here. The mid. How did he? Where is the example? Because you know, design and everything is everywhere. So, so I was so confused, and I see that there is some clarity when I see. Mm -hmm, this is what he wants to say. Mm -hmm, this is the example. This is the lesson. So I, I kind of I I get it when I when I read it. 
um, and I think I remember also the feeling uh, I was fifth grade, sixth grade. So it was, I was 12 years, years old. And I had one best friend at that time. And in every, every time we, if we argued, and I was sure that I, I have a point that I'm right. She would give me some explanation, some example. And I would be totally like <laughs> lost. <laughs> and she Wait, lost like, or like lost because I, you don't know what she's saying or because like you, you actually agree with her? I need to agree with her. Imagine, oh, okay. a, I remember because at that time you didn't have mobile phones. You had oh, I see uh, what you mean. Oh, okay. phone phone and you agree with somebody. <laughs> Like, okay, let's meet in 10 minutes there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then I come there. I'm waiting for her. She's not coming. I'm waiting for some time. Then I go home because I need to call her to see what's happening. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> so... I was mad because we agreed and I was waiting for her. I was alone and I'm ready because I'm right. Like she is the one to blame. <laughs> but I don't know what, what she told me, but something about, you know, if you this, I would that. And I mean, you didn't wait for me. I needed to be there. And how do you think that I can come imagine that? I don't know, building falls apart and you would, she would give me some, some, I don't know, exaggeration or something. Oh, okay. Else. I see what you mean. Yeah. So she would it, make a point. She would argue her side. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, she should be a lawyer. She is. <laughs> she is right. a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> She's a lawyer and she's she, she found the perfect job <laughs> for her personality. She's mean girl and lawyer and we are not friends anymore. But, oh really? Yeah. Oh, no, that's the kind of friends you need. That's the kind of friends that's gonna keep you on your toes, like with your because whatever idea you have, you can run it by her and she'll she'll find the flaw, right? And then you, once she tells you the flaws, now you go back and study a little bit more and then you learn more about the topic and you learn the little nuances. So True. those kind of people are annoying, but they're really good to have around to, to test out your ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I have, I have one, one, one friend like that too. I fucking hate him, but <laughs> I mean, I don't hate him. Like I, like I love this guy, but he's so annoying sometimes because of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm glad, you know, I can run my ideas. Okay, I'll, I'll be that person for you. <laughs> I'll be your new <laughs> lawyer friend. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good talk. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Jelena.
Thank and I'll you. see you all next week. Bye. Thank you.